Anyway. Last time on the War for the Crown, you guys found yourselves trapped in what I believe the current prevailing theory is underneath the Senate in what appeared to be a panic room of some sort after Grand Prince Stavian decided that the best way to do a send-off for the annual Talden Exaltation Gala is by trying to murder every single one of the senators in the Senate building. You kind of just got whisked away in a flash before you could get so murdered and had to find your way out of this safe house somewhere underground. It took you some time. It was a fairly complicated process, really, to try to open the portal to escape. But once you did, you found yourself in a much larger underground complex of other smaller, less insane safe rooms where a few of the other nobles and aristocrats and senators from above had been teleported. But really a an astonishingly small number of them. I believe in total you found only six other people, seven if you count the one who was slain by the undead creatures now roaming these long-forgotten halls. You left them in the safe room you had escaped, uh, except for one, a halfling by the name of Emistos Goldbind, who managed to convince you to let him follow you around because he is truly afraid of the zombies that are literally crawling out of the walls down here. And you made a little headway in starting to try to explore and eventually escape. Made your way through into an adjoined uh, sort of museum full of display cases and full of ancient artifacts. And given the situation, it seems more than fair to help yourself to a few of these artifacts to, well, make sure that you don't die on your journey here. And this is where we left off. Dara had taken hold of a relic crossbow known as Dignity's Barb. Nell had picked up a shield and hand axe known as the Wall and Giant Slayer. You'd collected a few potions from an alchemical display and just a couple of old chain shirts from displays of armor throughout Taldor's history. And though they are ancient, they'll serve as well as anything else while you're trying to survive down here. Uh, you also fought off two statues that animated trying to defend the artifacts. So, doesn't seem to be a terribly friendly undercroft, wherever it is you currently are. So, party. What do we want to do? There are two doors leading north out of this small museum. They seem to be other than the way you came. It's the only way to proceed. All right. So, just to cover the items, aside from the, the magical gear, we got, was it three potions? You wrote them down, did you not? I wasn't the one who took them, so I didn't write them down. I drank one, I know that. Yeah, Dara and Inori both drank one. Yep. Yeah, I believe you had And the... one unidentified, unidentified one? No, he did end up identifying that, I remember, because okay. it was the entire circus of trying to identify that last potion. <laughs> it was yeah, you had you got two potions of Kerolite wounds, which I believe you drank immediately, and a potion of bull strength. Okay. 
I think I did actually write down the bull strength. Uh, let me check. That's all of them, then. Yep, then you got everything. All right. Yeah. Uh, and the alchemist kit thing. Yes, and you got the portable alchemist kit, which you're currently carrying. And I'm going to just move over here and check on the door to see if it's locked. And so you move up to the northern door here. It does not appear to be locked, no. Uh, it is just a simple door. Okay. I don't want to, like, swing it open. I just want to open it and look inside. Peek through the door. Yeah. So as you uh, slowly open this door to glance inside, and I will just use that as a stealth check for you. I'll move you up one tile. Uh, Taking advantage of you pushing through, basically. Neat. Uh, and I, you're going to roll my stealth checks, right? Yes. Uh, okay. You peek your hand to the door and see only darkness. There's a tiny bit of light through the crack that you're peering through, but I mean, that's all you can really see. There doesn't appear to be a light source in the room. All right. I'll just come back in. Hey, you didn't, like, go in. You just, like, peered I meant, like, crack, close the door, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, without dark vision, you know, yeah. I don't see anything without just opening the door all the way and lighting I the room. I miss dark vision. We will need the light in there. And uh, Amistos raises the lamp back up, now a little dented from where he chucked it towards the arm and says, oh, I have the light! I don't really want to go first, but if I could stay, I will. No, no. It is just fun. stay behind me. If you would. He just nods. Still riding the high from watching that last that last battle. So no, you want to open the door then? Yeah. We gotta go through eventually. So you swing the door open and the light pours through, uh, revealing what appears to be a similar but smaller chamber lined north to south with shelves and uh, more glass display cases, each lined with dozens of objects uh, behind their protective covers, uh, many resting on small mounts or displays or satin pillows. Uh, as you look through, they seem to come from a huge variety of backgrounds. Uh, you see things that are clearly of orcish make, uh, Kellid war drums, ceremonial scabbards from the distant Ulfin North. It's a wide variety. Interesting, to say the least. Uh, we appear to be fine. He told him to stay behind you, so he's gonna... He missed us, is gonna do his best to stay right behind yeah. you, taking that very literally. Bringing the light in. I mean, I, I actually meant it literally for this situation. Yeah, so he has the... So you can have the lamp up. Um, is there anything really that stands out, or is it just a bunch of, like, old artifacts, basically? Uh, it looks... It's hard to identify anything that stands out to you, because it is all... It's, again, an extension of a museum, but whereas the previous room was just weapons and armor from the ages, this is a wide assortment of cultural artifacts from all over the inner sea regions. Uh, there's interesting objects everywhere. There's a set of dwarven picks and mining equipment, uh, what looks like a huge stone and gem chunk from an ancient 
elden elven gateway of some sort uh there's bone totems there's strange figureheads there's some technological gadgets from numeria i mean there's there's all sorts of stuff in here that looks interesting okay useful another question you don't see anything that immediately stands out to you as useful can i look around for anything valuable uh yeah make me an appraise check Uh, so with a 12, nothing stands out as being particularly valuable. Although these are artifacts that hail from all corners of Galarian, none of them look exceptionally rare or particularly finely crafted or anything. Again, it's more a purpose of display. Not to say that it's valueless, uh, collected together, there are uh, a few pieces you could pick that might fetch a couple hundred gold, but it's through a lot of mass. Uh, you'd be picking up like 10 pounds worth of stuff from around the room. And again, just I hoping for a few hundred gold from it. You want to yes. do that? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and put that you have uh, just 10 pounds. Uh, put on your on your sheet 10 pounds of artifacts from C6 so that when that comes up later, I'll know what the hell it is. All right. I'll swing a detect magic around the room. See if anything pops up. You pick up two things. Give me one second, because I'm going to stop guessing at the R's here. Because <laughs> I'm almost always wrong. Oh, very useful. tricky oh yeah um the ch the chunk that you mentioned did you, you said it was a gem right uh it was like a stone and crystal chunk but it doesn't look like a valuable gem okay it's just like some sharded quartz uh you pick up two signatures one is a moderate aura of evocation that appears to cover the entire room the other is a much smaller signature of a minor aura of transmutation on a silver figurine of a raven near the corner to your right over here. Inside one of the glass cases. I try to identify what's over the whole room. Yes. Make me a spellcraft check. Shocking grasp. Ooh. This concerns you. It that does concern me. It uh it does not Ooh. appear to emanate from any particular place or any individual artifact over the room. In in fact, it seems to coat the entirety of the floor and all of the display cases. Would he have mentioned that to us? I I, I am going to mention that. Yes, say, it's not him. If he <laughs> yeah. wants to mention that, yeah, if he wants. Because to... I'm just going to say, well, I mean, I've been picking up things for the last thirty or so seconds. Because it, I mean, it takes what like yeah, six you uh, you picked up a few uh, looking through the middle of the room. I'd say you're still in the process of that. You're currently walking around looking at things, and you've reached in and uh, grabbed a couple, but nothing seems yeah. to happen yet. 
I take it he hasn't had to break any cases so far to uh, get no, anything? No, these all have latches to be opened. Does the one with this figurine? It does. Mm. <laughs> so, so Nell, are you continuing to collect things? So just going around. Uh, I mean, he said that, so I'd so be a little stop cautious. When he says that, yeah. So, so I'll, you're... I'll stop for a minute, but I okay. still want to pick these things up. We're in a hazardous situation. We might as well make the most of what we've got. Nobody knows this stuff is here. But it might be booby trapped. Yeah, and that's exactly it, why it, I'm, I'm definitely booby trapped. <laughs> we just have to figure figure out to what extent. Uh, the question is how. Well, you keep stuff in your pockets. We might find out sooner than later. I'm not sure. I want to feel that. Oh, pretty nasty. Take a real close look at this case. Uh, looking over it, it doesn't look any different than any of the rest of the cases. It's a simple glass frame with a handle on one side of it. It looks like it can be locked, uh, perhaps even was locked, but whatever mechanism that has seems to have degraded the time, and as Nell's been doing, they can now just be opened. I'll continue if nobody objects. So you continue, uh, and as you open the next case, everybody make me a reflex. Except Dara. Dara's not in the room. I definitely objected before he started. I said, if you're going to keep stuff in your pockets, and then he just kept stuff in his pockets. Really. Yeah, he kept doing it, but uh, you did object. For the record, you objected, but everyone but Dara well, can No, that's, that's why I'm saying. If anyone objects, then I will touch anything. Like, I, I'm not immediately going he back did, to start. He did say that, and then you said you wanted to keep picking up artifacts yeah. carefully. So make me the reflex. Yeah, yeah you, you did just ignore me. <laughs> uh, he did He did say that. Did you say reflex save? Yes. And none of you have evasion or anything like that yet, right? No. are not good reflex saves. <laughs> These are bad reflex saves. So as he opens that case, you hear like a, a spark and a surge of electricity shoots across the floor. And they were ready. You didn't really have any idea where this was going to come from. And you can't exactly outreact electricity. That's, that's fairly difficult. And as it surges across the floor, Nell, you take 10 non-lethal damage. Inori, you also take 10 non-lethal damage. And Baylor, you take 7 non-lethal damage uh, from the shock of this surging up through your legs. Uh, although painful, it seems like it's far from a lethal jolt uh, designed more to incapacitate than to outright murder people for thievery. God well, damn it, feel no. good. Emistos immediately jumps off the floor. Uh, he jumps almost like a foot off the floor 
drops the lantern, yelps, and just scrambles out of the room. <laughs> and just kind of looks around almost in a panic. It doesn't say any words. Does the floor still look like it has electricity no, on it? it was or a quick a wave? It's not like yeah. persisting on the floor. Yeah, it was just like a zap and it's gone. Alright. I'm gonna walk in and pick up his lantern laughing and uh, running my hand through my beard and hand it back to him when I pass back. He'll, uh, like, gingerly, he reaches out with his hands and just, like, kind of touches it once and jerks his hand back in case it's going to shock him. And then he takes it and looks at you wide-eyed. Just, what the bloody hell was that? I, uh, I don't really know. I don't who do Who electrocutes a museum? Someone who so doesn't want it stolen. Exactly. Wow. And he reaches, uh, with his other hand, he reaches uh, back into his coat and pulls out a potion and uncorks it to drink it. You are lucky that they didn't want to kill anyone that stole their things. And as he uh, he just chugs this potion real quick. And so it's all, yeah, clearly. What are you still... drinking? Uh, and he uh, looks at you as he as he uh, pulls it away from his lips and says, "Oh, it's uh." One of the potions from the points at the table you just got the alchemist kept from. I, I tucked one of them away for myself, in case. Did you at least check it before you drank it? Oh, yeah, as I say, it was one of the healing potions. The same ones you'd found. Doesn't seem to have done much as he just kind of leans over, rubbing his thighs. Still tingles. Oh. Well, anyway. Is that trap still there? Can you guys check that? No, I'm not going to check it! He says back oh. away from the door. <laughs> I'll cast Detect Magic again. As you cast it, you still... Uh, you can still detect the Evocation Aura over the room. I figured as much. Uh, Nell, make me a Perception check. All right. Uh, looking over the case that you'd already opened that zapped everyone, you don't see anything noticeably different until you get down to the actual hinge of the thing where you just see a tiny bit of a wire that disconnected when it... uh when it bent down, and you figure this must have been the trigger. So some of the cases are trapped, and some of them aren't. Okay. Interesting. Would I be able to inspect them as I go? I guess? You would, but this would be very difficult to see from the outside. We're looking at, like, dozens of individual cases spread throughout the room, and if you took the time to thoroughly inspect each of them, you could spend an hour in here trying to get to the artifacts you wanted. While he's doing that, I'm going to put my hand up to Inori and wave her over. Alright. Well, if I'm going to do that, can I cut it down to two pounds? He doesn't want to get abandoned. Of course. Yeah, I would say what you have, I was actually going to say, what you have right now is two pounds of artifacts from the area. Okay. So... 
I'm just not going to touch any more of these. Uh, the only other item of importance that we found was over here beside Baylor, correct? Yes. Uh, I guess I'll come over here and inspect that case specifically for the trigger. Like, super thorough, taking a 20. Taking, taking 20, yeah. All right, so you'll be there for yeah. uh, a minute or two looking that over. And Dara, what did you want? I'm just going to open this door and I need a light. And I didn't want to talk to Amistis because he's scared. He's going to come regardless. He wants the abandoned way. No, I mean, of course, yeah. I'm not going to tell him to go away, but I'm also not going to be like, hey, you want to help me with something? Because he's probably going to run away and leave me without a light. So you want to you want to open this door next to you? Uh, yeah. But I, I need an Ori to stand where the light will get in. Do I still have light on me? I don't. Yeah, know. light. Uh, it's a cantrip. You can cast as many times as you want. Oh, it only lasts yeah. ten minutes, but uh, if it yeah. expires, you can just put it back on immediately. Yeah, yeah just, so just, just like every fight. few minutes, you just touch your uh, chest or your sword, whatever it is you're lighting up. You just touch it again and refresh the magic. <clears throat> and I'll just get ready. I'll, I uh, I have my crossbow out whenever we open doors, and then I put it on my back if nothing's in there. So Nori opens the door to the next room, which looks equally forsaken as to all the ones before <laughs> it, but much more horrifying. This is looks like a wax museum. So in this, I want you to put yourself in your character's shoes here. In this dark basement, in the depths beneath the Senate Hall that hasn't been touched in hundreds of years, full of undead and magical traps, you open a door with just a little light source to a an ancient wax museum on the other side. <laughs> and gonna... it is full of very unfittingly what appears to be a party frozen in time uh, with very gaudy clad nobles enamored with jewelry and ancient fashions crowded around the corners of the room. Uh, each, it seems, trying to look more ostentatious than the ones next to them. Their massive plumed wigs climb almost to the ceiling of this room, covered in layers of dust throughout. And unsettling is a the larger cluster in the center, each with a strangely jovial or mocking leer on its face as it stares blankly out into the room. One of the figures has been knocked over, and even from here, you can see that overlapping circles have been carved into the wax of its body where its clothes have been pulled away. I know he's just going to stand there and shake her head, look at the ground and say, duh, I, I don't want to go in this room. I'll lean in and look. What's in this it's... room? And he... Like, oh, I'm going to stand here because I want to see. Uh, <laughs> and just looks in. And they're all kind of just standing at this door, staring blankly. No. Hey, this no, weird you. wax museum. Yeah, I'm just going to lean back and just close the door while I'm leaning back. Fair enough. Yeah, I'd rather get electrocuted. Indeed. You close the door. Not we'll wait for the rest to go in there. Uh, so as you approach here, and Mesa still doesn't want to come into the room, just stand the doorway. Uh... What does your 20 give you? 25. Uh, the 25, you can see that there is a wire trigger on the hinge of this cage as well. But 
as you follow it down, uh, this one, you can see where it runs through the corner of the stand that it's planted on the corner of this large shelf here. Uh, and what once was probably hidden entirely behind the paneling that has since worn away with time. It leads down to a bit near the floor uh, where what appears to be uh, what passed for an ancient fuse connected it down to uh, activate the trap in the ground and the, the larger magic that was covering the whole floor. That fuse appears to have burned and blown out. So while this is connected to a trap, it doesn't seem like it'll go off again if you open this. Um, I want to move to the one that he opened that was a trap. Okay. Um, and see if the... Is the glass all sealed? Uh, yes. Okay, so they're, like, they are just glass panels sitting on top of, like, metal, uh... Yeah, it's like a, a long rack of shelves that has, like, a glass display case on top of it, and it's, like, segmented into individual glass, like, I guess, sections that are just yeah. split, and there's a handled latch that opens each one. Okay. Well, here is a thought. Nell is intelligent. He's not super familiar with traps, but he knows everyone got shocked through their feet. Yes. So, what do you guys think would happen if we set off this trap without touching the floor? That is magic. I do not know. Uh, it could possibly shock you anyway. Well, awesome. we can definitely do it with the majority of us not touching the floor, not being in here. Oh, you are. I'm going to poke my head oh. in there in room. <laughs> Just poke my head in. Or we could take the money and get these people out of there and stop robbing this place. <laughs> Inori, this object has power. We want this it one. It could be useful to us. I also have one other idea. What would that be? Have we seen any rope? No. Uh, I no. have a weapon cord. Actually, rope would have probably been in the uh, storage area in the Verita safe room. If I would have been up in there. I thought you were going to be like, hey, there's some rope in the wax people room. It's like, no, no we don't need rope that bad. <laughs> ah, don't need it. Pass. Yeah, I mean, a, a rope would be a perfectly fine solution. The door's only right over here, so. If that means we'll get done in this room faster, I'll be my rope that I have. My silk rope. You've got some rope on you? Yep. But do you brought that? You brought your... 50 foot rope. Oh, I don't have my gear. That's right. Never mind. Yeah, you don't really have much of your gear. You kind of just got, this just happened. That's what makes this whole dungeon call interesting, is you don't, you were not in any way prepared for it. Uh, to work with we, what you can find. We can go find some if that is what you. I mean, we would know that there, like Squid said, there would be some in the safe room. So. Yeah, that would be a basic uh, material I'd say you could find in this, the boxes back in the Verita safe room. I'd say you could find two coils of 50-foot rope. Okay. I'm going to have to go fetch that. 
there's no reason that any of us, any of us would have grabbed that immediately. Yeah, but I mean, it's no. not. You can, I mean, uh, we we can try that, or I could throw yeah. my axe at it from like the door. <laughs> I was like, sake. you could. It's faster than I going mean, back to the safe room. I'm walking out of the room. <laughs> By all means, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll come over here and. I guess, th like, this place, would I be able just to pick up a fucking rusty weapon and, and throw that? Yeah, you have an entire display room full of rusty assorted weapons that you can pick up and just Look at all on. these heavy objects that could be thrown. Shields and, like, direction. helmets. Just pick a thing and just toss it. Yeah, so I'm just going to toss the thing. You want me to just make a ranged attack? Make a ranged touch attack, yeah. System, hit this case with whatever. What are you throwing? I'm just going to throw, like, a, a buckler. Just yeah, the outside, like a metal object. The outside of the room is, yeah, suits of armor and whatnot. So you just grab a small shield and toss it frisbee-style into the room and try to smash that display oh, case. Shit. And uh, <laughs> you're not particularly good at throwing things. So uh, with a four, you kind of just chuck it into the room <laughs> and it bounces off the uh, table and just clatters onto the ground. Good news, there's plenty more stuff here you can grab. So you just... Having thrown his buckler, apologize to the suit of armor next to you, grab his helmet, toss that as well. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's no real point rolling for it because you can literally just keep throwing things. Oh, and yeah, inevitably, we'll see how many this takes. Roll again. Okay, yeah, okay. Like see many, yeah. We'll see how many, just just for the records of history, how many times did it take Nell to hit this thing? <laughs> Definitely more than two. The helmet just soars over him and clatters off the far wall onto the ground with a six. Frustrated, he grabs a gauntlet and <laughs> hits the case next to it with another six. Oh, good. All right, like, all right, all right what I'm... if I throw something larger and takes the entire breastplate, hitting yep. it with both hands? <laughs> and just fucking Hulk smash. This shit's just, going through the case. Just tosses it. Is God it fucking damn yeah, it. But being that big, it's unwieldy and hard to throw. And with a five, it kind of catches on the side of the door frame and just spirals into the room, slamming onto the floor with what is now half of a suit of armor and a buckler. Do you wish to keep it trying? Right, just, just give me a rusty dagger. Hey, I'll no, just... why don't you have the ginger throw it for you? That's too easy. I've already started this. I can't stop. I have to finish this. <laughs> I'm just going to take a shit. He kind of raises a finger. It seems a weird place for pride. I'm just going to take a shitty dagger and throw it. There you, you go. The secret was to not think about it. You the secret was to use a throwing weapon instead of a random object. And just chuck it. Yeah, and you don't have an improvised weapon penalty this time because you're throwing a weapon now. And you, uh, with a 20, shatter the glass around the silver raven. Nothing appears to happen. Other than you have just desecrated a corner of this room. Perfect. Chuck laying everywhere now. <laughs> yes. So there is okay. now shattered glass throughout the room, but I mean, all of you have, will have boots, so it's not a problem. It's going to be Wait, particularly crunchy as you walk through. Yeah, he has leather boots. Oh, thank goodness. I mean, if not, but, you are again in a room full of armor, so he could grab some. You said I yeah. also broke this right here, right? That's the one you were aiming for. You broke that one. You broke this one over here. Um, you broke the one next to it. In the back, here. yeah, where it was yeah, flying okay. over it. I think he broke this one. Okay, I'm going to kind of look over the ones that I broke while he comes and inspects that item. Because I want to see if there's more triggers around here. 
and if they went off. And uh, I guess, actually, Halfling Armor is very specifically doesn't have shoes. He doesn't. So with the glass yeah. on the floor, he is going to actually start rifling through this for a pair of boots that's not comedically oversized to not cut his little halfling feet on the glass in here. That's how I figured, have yeah. big feet. So what are you what are you looking for now? Uh, just exposed triggers now that there's broken cases. Because uh, I could just look through. in. Yeah, looking through. The one that you notice immediately from the case that has the raven figurine. It's not activated. It's on the hinge. It activates when you open the hinge. If you smash the glass, you never break the circuit. I'm going to go around and start breaking glass. <laughs> you hear a rocket shattering as Nell just starts punching through all of these play cases <laughs> in the room. I am not walking in that room while he's doing that. I'm just yeah. going to look those of course, to carefully, my members I'm here. I'm avoiding... Yeah, making sure you're not going to wildly swing your arms around and trigger a trap. Yeah. You're making sure not to mess with the actual latches. Uh, but okay? smash your way through display cases towards the rest of the stuff that you wanted. So go ahead and put the 10 pounds back on your on your, your sheet because you can just punch your way to them fairly safely. The trigger's on the latch, <laughs> not on destroying the entire thing. They didn't expect thieves to break stuff. They expected thieves to be subtle. That's not what I do. <laughs> Clearly. Oh, well, I'm just going to sit down and uh, actually start inspecting this crossbow. Just looking at it. Seems neat. Uh, meanwhile, Amistos is pulling on what are still definitely far too large for him, but at least workable leather boots over his feet to not have to just plod through all this shattered glass. It's a lot of it now. We're good, guys. I figured out the secret. The raven. I did not grab the raven. Let me grab you that raven. He grabbed all the rest of the stuff. It's his arms literally full of random <laughs> artifacts. I did not grab the raven. <laughs> so I will grab the raven. The and I will bring it back over. It <laughs> and I'll check out that raven. All right. Ooh, I don't think you will, this, actually. This is shiny. Ten on the spellcraft. You can sh you can tell the uh, the transmutation enchantment will surely do something, but you're not positive what exactly is its function nor how to activate it. For you, Inori. You don't know what the hell it is, do you? For you, Inori. <laughs> oh, let me take a look. What a sweet gesture. Inori with an 18 on Spellcraft turns it over and can tell that the magic in here can animate the figurine and turn it into a functional living raven. And back. It can go back and forth. Uh, the magic only seems to be able to sustain it for about a day before it will have to be recharged. But it's a it's a messenger raven. It does messenger raven things. And you don't have to feed it to take care of it because it's also a statue. It can be useful. Uh, go ahead and put silver... It's a silver raven figurine of wondrous power for purposes of writing it down. You want to hang on to that, Inori? Well, I mean... Seems appropriate that you have a raven. Why is that? 
uh, no reason. That was not that was not in character. Like Dara didn't say. Uh, I, I just wanted to know why. It would be looking at your character. Like if she had a raven on her shoulder, it'd look super like in place. Well, let me just. With this brief this brief out of character thing we're doing here real quick, I just want to say this shit is why I actually think low-level Pathfinder is super fantastic, and I don't really understand why people hate him so much. I know, it's great. That was fucking mean. So much BS on low-level Pathfinder. Yeah. Hey, we hate level one. That's true. We're level two. The good times are now. Apparently, for now, Paizo's also learned that people mostly hate level 1 because there's pretty much no level 1 combat in this campaign, so that's cool. Back in character. You have the uh, Silver Raven figurine. Well, that is... Uh, and it weighs one pound. Something strange over here. Over here, you say? Yes, this room is... Uh, eerie, to say the least. And uh, Amistos, still in surprisingly good spirits here, comes over with the lamp held high and just sort of shrugs. It's unsettling, sir, but on the list of things we've seen down here, I don't think it's too terrible. The like two it. types of creatures we have fought so far were both undead. I think we can handle a creepy-looking room. Based on your last fight, I'm sure you can give them what for. I don't know, it looked pretty creepy. Have you looked in there yet, Bel- Beller? Hello. I have not. I'll, uh, I'll lean over and open the door for him. I don't know. I personally do not like it. And then you, of course, would see the same scene. The party of the wax figurines. And again, Amistos would just kind of lean over to Baylor and hang the lantern up so it's in front of the door. Just See, it's weird, but it's not too terrible. Yeah, you're making me worry about it more than I was. I don't know. Maybe I'm just suspicious. I suppose on the list of things we've been attacked by so far, the wall and suits of armor, wax figurines do seem fairly likely. Well, Well, it wouldn't be uncommon for a noble to have these for display purposes. Drew. See, we're looking about this the, lo- the the wrong way. This isn't some kind of inane dungeon in a role-playing game you'd play with your friends. This was a museum. Why would they enchant these? Well, no, people do strange things with magic. Yeah. So, I'll... Hey, if uh, worst comes to worst, we could just have Nell smash the shit out of the entire room. Exactly. I'll we'll look back well at, uh, he does seem pretty good at that. It's, it's Dara dumps, could right? stand in the doorway and put crossbow bolts into every single wax figure if he wants. Well, <laughs> he'd have to cover them again. I imagine he kind of points at the cover that only has so many. Which, by the way, this is one of the situations you definitely need to be tracking ammo. I know. Okay, just making sure you were. I think you've only fired it once so far, but... Yep. One. Kabang. The, uh, the halfling's name is Istos, right? Amistos, yeah. Ah. Oh. Amistos. Can't see it behind Baylor. (laughs) I'll, um, yeah. yeah. I'll ask him to follow behind me, and I will step in. And he will nod and follow with you. Breaking the lantern. You can see that from here, 
it's about the same size as the gallery you were just in on the other side, uh, with three doors leading out in each of the cardinal directions. The easternmost door, of course, will connect back through to the smaller museum you just ransacked, whereas the north and western doors lead to who knows where. Hmm. Uh, I guess I'll step over here and ask Baylor if maybe he can check these, see if they are indeed magical. I'll walk in, swing some detect around. See if anything pops up. Uh, swinging detect magic around. You detect only one magical signature in this room, and it is a faint aura of illusion emanating from one of these smaller, less ridiculous wigs, actually, on top of this wax figure here. Do you mind coming over here with wait. me now? Uh, just, just in case. Sure. What am I looking at? Is the man mannequin magical? Follow too. I'll try to inspect the wigs. He would. Hi, uh, just. Like spellcraft I, or just literally inspect it? Well, like, I, I I assume I have to touch it to spellcraft Yeah, to do, it, like, so. a spellcraft check, you have to pick it up and detect magic and look it up. Yeah, so I'll, I'll like, go to pick it up kind of cautiously. Okay. So roll but. me the spellcraft check. Uh, with a 13. It's 15 plus caster level to identify an item, right? I always forget this. 15 or 10, because that changes whether or not you succeed. Yeah. I believe it's 10. It is 15. Identify probably some magic claims to take magic 15 plus caster level. So yeah, you, without getting at least a 16, you literally can't succeed. Uh, so you look it over. The You can tell the faint aura of illusion on the thing isn't tied to the thing itself. The wig is no illusion. It looks exactly like it does. But as per most magical items that you would wear will extend somehow to the user. But again, you just don't know what it is. You have spent much time studying some degree of magic, but much more time studying politics and identifying random antiquities is not exactly Baylor's forte, clearly. Not exactly. Uh, Inori would like to try. Sure, Sorry, we have a wig for you to try on. <laughs> when we bring it out there, I bring it out there. I'm not coming in that room. <laughs> so you bring the wig out because Anori does not want to go into the creepy room. And uh, go ahead and roll me your spellcraft. With a 20, you can identify that the bearer of this wig would be able to completely disguise yourself as per uh, the spell disguise self. And as part of that, the wig itself can be changed into functionally anything. Uh, but it does have to be some type of headwear. Uh, this is a hat of disguise mechanically. 
just it's a wig instead of a hat. Well, that one in the creepy room. Can the wig also transform? Yes. Uh, well, you have it on the. You have to have something on your head. It can't transform to just be like your hair. A wig is as close as you can get to it, not looking like you're wearing something, because that's one of the few tells against the Hatter disguise is you have to have something on your head, and if you take it off, you lose the enchantment. Yeah. No, I meant like. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're holding it. Yeah, you can turn it into a hat. You can turn it into like a comb or a ribbon or like a hood or a helmet. It can be anything that you would wear on your head, but it it can has to be visibly something on your head. So yeah, it's a wig of disguise, and it. If you turn it into a hat, it's a hat of disguise. It weighs negligible, so it's weightless. Neat. It is a. It takes your head slot. Interesting. And it basically lets you just cast Disguise Self completely at will with an infinite duration. Anyone particularly want this? I have no real interest in it. It stinks. I don't want it. <laughs> Let's just put it in the bag. Mr. Sipso, what is it? Well, it's a wig. I can give it to Let him wear it. Why, why would I wear it? What, what is it? Why are we so concerned with this wig? I mean, I can gather that the wizard here thinks something of it. What does it do? Well, don't everybody go all at once. It's magic. Nothing useful for us at the moment. There you go. Why? But why is there even a magical wig? Nobles are weird. Like I said, people do weird things with magic. Clearly. Anyway, see, they didn't kill us. And it reaches out and pokes the wax figurine next to him. And it eats his hand. I was going to say, please don't roll no. initiative. Roll I don't want to have to shoot this guy afterwards. And he, uh, he just pokes it in a couple times. Like, just well, creepy is all. Which direction next? We must check the doors. I personally would prefer checking the door in the other room. To the east, then? As you guys go around, uh, Emistos walks up to this one. He says, well, this one should just lead right through, shouldn't it? And opens that door and uh, just comes in through the side. Hold on. Holding. Go ahead and Open the door. Poor man's here. <laughs> He's doors. suspicious. Dara is very afraid. I'm ready. So, <laughs> you open the eastern door from the display room, and this leads in to an immediate roll initiative. Nope. Awesome. Chuck Testa, it's taxidermies. <laughs> this room is completely full of of various rigid and stuffed animals. A fearsome winged griffin poses ferociously uh, in the center of the room. There are two wolves around the edge and various action poses and a huge coiled serpent in the southeast, uh, looking as if it was ready to strike. There's a, an extremely small elephant 
posted up in the northeastern corner and a turtle uh, posed as if it was swimming down around the corner in the bottom left. Just a huge variety of random taxidermied animals. Uh, the elephant, noticeably its head is drooping far too low as if it was like hanging off and the top of its neck is just ripped open uh, where stuffing is just starting to pour out of it just from it doesn't look like it was forcibly ripped just it's been sitting here for hundreds of years and it's kind of falling apart uh across the ceiling thin cords of rope hoist birds of all shapes and sizes uh, with a large eagle mounted almost directly above this door and uh, as amistos comes in it's just again creepy I can agree with that. I'd say this is a little bit creepier than the mannequins, since everything's falling apart. I don't know why it is they get so much odder when they're damaged. Creepy, normally. It's just unnatural. Very much so. I don't think we're going to find anything here. And I'm just going to start walking over to this door. And as you move through to the door, both of the statues of the wolves start to rear up. Roll me some initiative. I hate statues. Oh, wow, that was a wild fucking ride. This is some really fucking weird enchantments for the uh, nobles of the time to have had. Yeah, people are weird. People are weird and they do weird stuff. Uh, did I roll a Mistos? God damn it. <laughs> Damn you having NPCs. Where is it, Mistos? I mean, you can just shoot everyone to come across if you want. You'll never have to worry about uh, having, us having an NPC again. There's a Mistos. There we go. Got fairly good initiative. He's a spooked little halfling. Alright. Baylor, you react to this first. Uh, and just you. Notice as you're all walking towards that far door, the two wolves start to move. They animate and start to rear up. Uh, one of them to the left, the one that is nearest to Amistos, right next to Amistos, and you're already starting to rear up. The one on the far side of the room is starting to lunge forward. Well, I'm going to shoot a spear at this one. So, with a 19, your blast of wood connects with the wolf on the eastern side of the room. And you hit it for 9 damage. And your shot here rips through, uh, tearing a large chunk of the taxidermy flesh just through the thing. 
And underneath, you can see a wireframe and animatronics animating the thing forward. And as it starts to move and your spear just blasts through it, there's a loud clicking noise as the force from the impact just snaps one of the wolf's hind legs and back uh, in half. And it just falls off of its pedestal forward onto the ground then just lays there inert. Underneath it, you can see the animatronics on the platform that we're animating it forward. As they continue to click and whir, as the sound of a wolf's howl plays from the pedestal. Dara. Well, I'm also going to move. Oh. If, it, if, and if that one looks like it's down, I'm going to move as far away from the other one as possible. <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm going to five foot, and then um, I'm going to start playing my character I'm supposed to be. Uh, I'm going to do... I can take a five foot and fall around, right? Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure. I don't. I've only played magic users uh, for the most part. Um, and then I'm going to ready two actions to shoot him. Uh, one if he attacks uh, the t- little dude to his right, and one if he comes anywhere near me. Okay. Uh, no. I'm gonna lower my guard, and I'm gonna say it's for show. You destroyed a an amusement. The second wolf, as it's rearing up, it's one of its back legs just splits open and some of the stuffing falls out and it just click, 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 conk, conk, and just freezes in its uh, upright position, unable to move and retract back down as the mechanism just desperately tries to pull it downward. (laughs) (laughs) It means those. Uh, Predictably, yelps and jumps back. (laughs) Kind of scrambles away and then sees that this is just an animatronic display here. And just indignant, steps back forward and slaps the wolf. Getting another large, just metallic clunk out of its base. As the show continues here, the animatronic griffin in the center of the room starts to beat its wings. It raises them up high and brings them both down, causing the wing furthest from you to snap entirely off of its frame and frame and just clatter down onto the floor. <laughs> I'd say this is honestly worse than just walking into the room and seeing like to decay uh, taxidermy. Just now we're watching taxidermy actively rip itself apart. Yes. Because we walked past it. Like that's creepy as fuck. Yeah, I ripped one of them apart. Yeah, Yeah, you did just, you annihilate, you could beat the shit out of the And Ari, you want to do anything? Just the microsecond it started moving, too. I was like, wah! Not amused by any of this. She's just walked to the door and get ready to move to the next room. All right. uh, Does anyone want to do anything with the animatronic display here? No. He's disgusted because nope. it's weird, and he's gonna keep his crossbow out because now he's uncomfortable. But he's not gonna actually yeah. attack. And Mustos is just kind of, kind of slide a little further, 
towards the wall here is, is just very much creeped out. And I mean, the griffin is fairly large and the entire wing falling off were that to land on you probably wouldn't feel fantastic. But no. otherwise, he just doesn't really want to be near them. Um, so, Dara, you're, uh, Bella, you're not doing anything? No, I just kind of start moving around the room quick. back towards the door. Yeah, guys, you can just go ahead and move. All right, and then Nell, I assume you're just going to open the door and continue as you were. Yep. Get this shit away from us. Alrighty, so the door opens up into a hallway uh, that seems to extend very, very far in each direction, uh, east and west. Uh, it seems like you've reached another large connecting area. And the Mistos is just going to kind of move up with you and bring the lamp somewhat. And the griffin is going to screech. And in an attempt to kind of stand up, it's rears back and one of its arms locks entirely into place but the force of its body pulling upward just rips its right foreleg off at the elbow joint uh, just leaving the clawed hand anchored to its pedestal then it turns its head towards Dara reaches forward and snaps at him with its beak what the fuck as it moves down three-legged and limping off of the pedestal to attack. However, it's very much off balance for missing one entire wing and trying to stumble three-legged off this pedestal and nearly smashes its entire head into the ground next to you as it moves to attack. Inari. This room's so messed up. Amistos yells out, I... I don't understand. Is it attacking? Or is it just broken? Oh, sounds like a... Can you sense motive on a Xidermi automated thing? <laughs> Regardless, it doesn't have any motive. It's automated. <laughs> it looks like it tried to take a swing at Dara and just like smashed its top half and its little stump elbow into the ground and it pulled itself back up. Now, did it look like it tried to or did it look like it came down on a leg that got ripped off and fell forward? It turned toward Dara and lunged toward him and then just fell forward. Okay. But it's not even entirely mounted on the pedestal anymore. It still has its back legs are functioning, and it's, like, moved to angle itself to face Dara. I'm still, I'm just leaving the room. <laughs> this is fucked up. It definitely couldn't fit through the door. It's pretty large. Dara's like, I'm done. It just walks out the door. Possibly the, uh, possibly the correct answer. Although it is large in its current state of damage, were it a hostile thing, it couldn't have even reached Anori right here. It seems like it could barely manage hitting something that's directly in front of it. Were it aggressive. Uh, Baylor. I'm going back out this door. Just gonna move away. Just gonna relocate it somewhere else. But it's not a big snappy griffin. I will keep watching it, but I'm not gonna do anything. <laughs> Dara. I'm a five foot and then move action. 
I guess. Just out of the door. You can't five foot and take a move action. Five foot step can only be your only movement. Oh. I guess withdraw you then? You can like, withdraw, yeah. You can just withdraw yeah. if you want. So you uh, carefully, defensively dip away back from this griffin and back away out of the door with Baylor. It's still also kind of confused as to what exactly is happening. No. I'm just going to say out to the other guys, just come come through this other door. It's obviously malfunctioning. And just come this way. And it's smashing into the ground near him. Amistos is very quickly going to hop his way out of the door and, in fact, out around ahead of you, putting you <laughs> between where him and the griffin would be. The griffin turns, screeches again, and launches itself forward with its three legs, slamming into the wall and swiping forward with its one uh, still intact frontal claw out towards Baylor. It is definitely attacking you. Um, you have all your gear and everything right now, right? So you have 16 AC? I have major armor on. I guess, yeah, that's kind of all you get your wizard. So yeah. You 16, I see. <laughs> yeah. So as it reaches out, as it reaches out with its talons and slams into the door frame, it strikes you. But the magic you'd put on yourself causes its claws to just kind of rake across the outside, through your robe, shred it, but just rake across your skin. It hurts, but it doesn't do any meaningful damage. Inari. I'm going to close the damn door up here. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, that was a five foot, so, yeah. Yeah, five foot and a move action, you yep. close the door. You're just like, I'm done. You're just done with this room. You can close the door. <laughs> no. No, thank you. Baylor. I'm a five foot step down. And I have cover from it here, right? I think you both have cover from each other there, yeah. And you can't use attacks of opportunity against a target that has cover, right? Yes. Man, almost five foot step down. Pull out that scroll of flaming sphere. <laughs> and use that. He's taking oh. that swing personal. Yeah, he is very <laughs> upset about this. You uh, fucked up my robe. <laughs> Yeah, he, he clawed through your robe. This is your nice Senate robe. You don't want this. You didn't ask for this. Here's your shitty fucking fireball. Making it <laughs> return for the first time since Skulls and Shackles. It's uh... shitty fucking fireball. <laughs> you're going to summon it right here. Yep. What is the reflex save? It is a scroll, so it's only 13. Uh, The three-legged, one-winged animatronic griffin failed. I figured so. <laughs> I don't have a macro for this because yeah, it's just scroll I found. So yeah. yeah. As the sphere burns the thing, the feathers and skin uh, down at the top of its claw that it's still trying to slam through the door start to ignite and singe a bit. But the creature is very large. In the grand scheme of things, that's not doing a super meaningful amount of damage to the construct as a whole. Dara. I'm gonna leave. 
There you go. One move action, move over there. Second move action to open the door, causing Amistos to scream once again. As the door just kind of opens <laughs> right in front of him. Yeah. No. Uh, I will come around, and I suppose on coming through the door, I'll see Dara, and I'll come over to here. Alright, you come into the door. Do you just, see the Griffin still just like slamming are we doing? through the doorway? On fire. Yeah, it means does. Hugging his head through the door, and now also seeing the uh, flaming, the fireball in the doorway, and the Griffin just reaching through. Uh, what are we doing? That thing looks fully capable of bashing through that door frame. And it's just gonna try to just claw around the corner and desperately try to hit Baylor. Which, now that he's reaching around an entire door frame, it's not terribly difficult for you to stay out of the way, and as long as you, you keep your wits about you, it's probably not going to hit you, unless it does, again, smash through the door frame. This place is ancient, but its walls seem to be very solid stone, but it's kind of hard to estimate just how powerful this animatronic griffin is. Uh, it's not going to go anywhere. Does Flaming Spirit take on its turn or your turn? Uh, it's actually been a while. I'll just pull it up real quick. It's been a while since we've seen the shitty fireball. <laughs> I like that name. If it enters, they take 3d6. It's just, I think it's just your initiative. I think it's mine, yeah. Yeah, they can actually like walk through it perfectly fine. Because it's actually pretty small, so they just kind of walk around it. You have to guide it into them to hit them. Right, uh, I'm hearing a, a lot of ruckus. I need to. Yeah, you're hearing this thing is slamming a mechanical talon around the corner. Uh, with some of the skin now singed and peeled away, with the metal claws underneath being exposed as it lashes out towards Baylor. It's gonna shout into the room. Are you ladies okay in there? <gasps> Baylor. Oh, yeah, move. Reflex save again. Down. Start moving around. Let the fire keep doing his thing. Uh, it takes 11 more damage from the fire as it just continues to singe. And you're just gonna move around to the display cases and just kind of head on about your way. There's <laughs> a pretty angry robot griffin here, but... Uh. Can't reach me now, and it's Such on fire. Is. Such is life. Dara. You just see a ball of fire in the doorway, and it's just slowly starting to burn away the skin and feathers of this griffin, which is reaching through with an increasingly more and more mechanical claw. This is almost like a scene from Terminator here. Just yeah. reaching through the fire, yes. this metal claw just slamming across <laughs> around the door frame and on the floor, trying desperately to reach something. Did you just make a movie reference? I did. Are you proud of me? I'm very fucking proud. I did one. I did one of the, like, three he knows. Time. Yeah, one of the three. Still, it counts. All right. What's up, Dara? I'm just going to step out. It probably smells like everyone there. No. I'm going to wait for Baylor to get out. Mistos is going to back a bit from the slamming. And the griffin is just going to continue to kind of slap its claw down. 
Uh, you can. It takes a couple cursory attempts to like slam itself into the door frame, but it doesn't actually seem to be able to do so very effectively. Uh, between the fact that it is, as you can see, just a, some sort of enchanted animatronic, it doesn't have nearly the strength of an actual griffin, and in fact, just seems to be pretty uselessly battering against the door frame as it catches fire from this flaming sphere. It's not impossible it could get through the doorway, but it doesn't look like it has anywhere near the strength it would need to batter through the solid stone wall to fit the rest of its body through. Nori? Just gonna lean against the wall and wait for everybody to get out. And then Baylor, are you bailing? Yep. Hey guys. What was that all about? <laughs> Closing that door and we're done with that. I'm proud of you guys. You didn't fight things for like no reason. You're good, Pathfinder party. You're not just. I don't know about that. First time ever. <laughs> Wait, I mean, it's not, he didn't blow up the wolf for no reason. He definitely thought it was a thing, and then it just nope, happened to not be a thing. Something started moving in the room. I've reflexed yeah, blew that thing to pieces. Yeah, it, it started rearing up, and the last time that happened, it was two suits of armor that tried to kill you. So we just shot a thing and it blew it apart. He's like, oh, okay. we're pranked. And then the griffin was like, well, double prank. So how long no, does that fireball bad. last? Is it like... Uh, yeah, it has one more round on it, so I guess I'll make another reflex save on the off chance that you guys come back and it's relevant. <laughs> I mean, just in case. We don't uh, want to walk it, in. It actually made that reflex save, so it takes down. no damage. I'm surprised it even has a reflex save. Right. Everything it's, has it, a reflex when you save. Yeah, when you lose I'm a just trying to get... When you yeah. lose a leg and one of your, like, uh, bigger moving things and you're already melted halfway... It's strange that you still have the option to like dodge the fireball you're well, inside of. You're not. It's not attacking you. There is. It is literally there is an orb of fire sitting near it, and the thing is not making the effort to avoid it while it swings to the door. And as it's trying to just kind of reach around and fit its head to the door and its arm and dodge the doorway, it just happened to not put a, the bulk of its body into the fireball that's just sitting next to it while it was trying some things. Poor dumb Griffin robot. Also, the DC like, is super low, because again, it is a stationary fireball. It's literally, you're not dodging it, it's just don't touch the fireball that's sitting next to you. Well, it's also just a scroll. Yeah. yeah. Which are weak. Well, I suppose let's go see what's in room number four. Okay. Going to the west again. So, Amustos uh, hurries ahead to bring the lantern as the party scurries down to the west. You can see that there are several doors that fork off here. One heading up to the north and one down to the south. They could, should, can, okay, cool. It's not just me. Even the pre-made Paizo official maps still do that stupid little shit at the corner of doorways. It's not just me. That's just how dynamic lighting is sometimes. I feel less retarded. Anyway, um, you see the little, like the little cracks? Like the door. I do, yes. Yeah, so that even happens on actual official things. That's good to know. It's just the roll 20 limitation. That just happens sometimes. Uh, there's a door to the north, a door to the south, and the hallway continues down to the west. But as you reach here and start to consider the uh, start to consider the area, uh, you look around the walls of this this long hallway as you're walking. It, it's largely barren. But it is punctuated with seemingly random interlocking chalk circles 
and what appeared to be mathematical notations drawn haphazardly all up and down this hallway as you progress. The northern door here looks very different from the rest of the door. Uh, the rest of the doors that are simple wood that connect these other southern rooms. The northern door is much more ornate and lined in brass. That door also has uh, drawn on top of it in what appears to be a dark paint more of the interlocking circles. Hmm. I wonder what all the math is for. As you approach this door, Inori and Nell, you start to feel a bit uneasy. And as you near this northern door, you kind of lose your sense of direction a bit. And uh, you try to look around and clear your head. And as you do, it looks as if the hallway stretches off infinitely in either direction, out to the east and west. And that you're trapped in some sort of alternate reality somehow that has just become this hallway. Go ahead and roll me initiative. All of you. Do I still see the two doors? Yes. But you only see, or no, you only see the door to the north. You, you no longer, you don't even, it doesn't even look like there's a door to the south. There's just the one door and just the circle scrolled on it. All right, so. Oops. Oh, wait, no, I did it right. This is a surprise round first. Nell, roll me a d6. Just roll a d6. Uh, confused and not understanding what's happening, uh, you look around you and you don't even recognize the, uh, the faces of the party now. You have no idea what's happening, but you are positive that somehow this is a result of Inori's magic. Attack Inori. I normally would, yes. Yeah, just a normal attack. Whatever you do is just a regular attack. Right. Are they 22, as she is entirely unprepared? You strike her. Roll damage. Nori takes nine damage from Nell's attack. Did you you took the non-lethal earlier, didn't you, Inori? Yep. How much non-lethal did you take? I think it was ten. You are unconscious. Damn it. I don't really so realize are... how much damage you do early game until you hit somebody who doesn't have a bunch of health. So this, uh, just to clarify, because it's the first time it's come up. Since 
we have the new uh, modified death rules. You aren't actually dying right now because you are unconscious, unconscious because he just of knocked my ass down because I was yeah, exactly. Paying. He just smacks you <laughs> with the, the lingering damage from the floor taser that hit you. He just knocks you the fuck out. Uh, Beller. Nell just straight knocking her way down. Uh, full swing, cut her open, and she just slumps against the wall and slides out of the floor. <sighs> you can fairly clearly tell that he is not himself. He yeah. Looks absolutely wild. Would he even be able to speak coherently? No. Okay. You can't say anything. I'm going to cast a spell. At no. What's she casting? Now, so you cast ear piercing scream. Make me a fortitude save, no. <laughs> so, Belor casts a spell, and his uh, magical words to you peak in a, just a shattering screech, and you uh, reel back and put your hands uh, hands up and try to cover your ears, uh, just staggered and completely unable to move. Dara, you also take one damage. How did I end up with sixteen health? I haven't talked with you. I'm supposed to be at 13, so that would be one damage on a 12. Right. Dara, you see Nell swinging an Ori, and he turns to you, and you have no Looking idea what down. he's going to do. And then Baylor, uh, he yells loudly, but nothing like the reaction that's coming out of Nell. So he like, literally just reels back, holding his head. It's actually inaudible to everybody else. Oh, it's is it? It, oh, yeah, you literally right don't there. hear anything. Yeah, you just yeah. hear him cast a spell. I cast you a spell, he collapses his pants over Yeah, you literally don't hear the, uh, the streak at all. Yeah, that's interesting. Fuck. I don't like this. It's like a 5 foot. And, uh, I guess get ready. Um, I don't want to shoot him. I'm going to shout that at him. But, uh, I will ready. And if he attempts to come towards me into this square I'm gonna shoot and if he attacks the little man I will shoot him okay so you have two radiacs if he comes towards you or if he stabs the little guy yeah let me see what Daze does he just loses his turn yeah you actually yeah, you don't take any AC penalty or anything right yeah you just lose your turn uh, so yeah you're just dazed so you uh, can't act it means Daze has no idea what's happening and he's gonna pull out his stupid little rapier and just kind of yell he's, he's killing us stop him and stab at him with this dumb little rapier <laughs> it's 20 right now yeah he uh he just kind of pokes it at you and just literally poke pokes your breastplate uh, they seem to be surprisingly deft little strikes, but he can't get through your armor. And uh, even days you turn away from the strikes, making it harder for him to get a proper beat on you. Bellar. 
I'm gonna say that's not gonna stop him long. Get away from him. And I'm gonna start moving back. Uh, Dara. Alright. Uh, same thing again. I'm just gonna hold that. If he attacks me, it's I'll shoot at him. And if he comes uh, into any space closer to me, I'll shoot at him. That's fair. Uh, Nell, recovering from the days, uh, sword still in his hand, turns towards Amistos and just looks at him, like, clearly, completely insane, and just yells at him, I didn't... Amistos, terrified, is gonna swing at him again because he has no idea what's going on. Uh, he's gonna strike at him again. And this time, you see Amistos kind of like shy back a bit and narrow his eyes. And he, uh, he takes a second to line this strike up. And he sticks it directly towards the armpit of Null's breastplate and sticks his rapier in deep where he's unprotected. You take four damage. And then he's going to kind of five foot step back to stay close to Dara. Baylor. Me unconscious. You're unconscious? Yes. The four damage talks you unconscious. <laughs> right. yeah. And as he strikes, he pulls the rapier away. Nell just, uh, just again, turns back to the party and just, I but and falls over on the floor. You can see both of my bars, right? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. is blue your non-lethal? Is that what you're doing? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was what that was. Uh, Baylor? I guess I'm gonna cautiously start stepping back forward. And, uh, Dara? Dara? Joe? You muted? Oh, what the fuck? I unmuted, but that was a, I think I pressed it too many times. Anyway, I'm going to... I'm gonna stay ready. Uh, if either one of them, uh, not gets up, but... That's hard. It Again, if they come near me, I guess? So, even though they're laying down... for the same thing. No, you I know that. Two axes just double tap anyone who stands up. No, I know that. I don't. I don't want to. No, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> if they stand up, they could be fine. I don't want to just shoot them. It's if they start coming towards me again. That's fair. Like if they um, still look crazy and they're shouting gibberish. Mistos kind of looks back across them, and uh, just sort of steps back again. But they do both appear to be very much unconscious. For whatever that was. So whatever happened, 
It's dealt with for now. Because they can't do anything to you. I'm just going to wait for Baylor to come up and keep my crossbow, like, aimed. And, uh, I, don't trust, I don't trust this nonsense magic shit. <laughs> Amustos kind of turns and says, Ah, I, I, I did it! I did something! I helped! Yes, he did. Good job. And you said you couldn't fight. I, I can't! That was just a, a lucky strike! Do you have any idea what could have done this, Baylor? I don't, but we need to get them back to that cleric. Uh, do we? He was clearly turned. They're yes, not he dead. I say we finish them here. No, no. He was clearly turned. He, that wasn't how he normally is. Something did that to him. Most people don't normally just go crazy. Well, I've known the man for 15 minutes, and it seems that all he does is swing at whatever's in front of him. It was bound to be us sooner or later. <laughs> oh, no. I've watched him act civil before, dealing with other uh, groups of people. I highly doubt that is he, that he just decided to attack us. And he kind of uh, steps forward with the bloody rapier still in his hand. He's like, we, we can't take him back. Do you want to keep them safe? You have to put him down here like the rabid dog he is! No. We will not kill them. And I'll step forward, uh, putting the crossbow away. But uh, I will pull out the small silver dagger and kneel down to see if I can drag him the best I can. Because I doubt I could pick him. I, I mean, you I could pick absolutely cannot pick him up with all of his gear yeah. and his armor. No, you can, you can drag him, but you can't pick up Nell. Uh, okay. Right now, Garen, Nell, everything I'm over 300 pounds. Yeah, Nell is well over 300 <laughs> pounds. Um, and Nori did not put in a weight because Shemu is garbage, but ah. it's probably around 200 pounds to try and carry. So you you have to drag of both of them. I don't think yeah, she's. I'm right pounds. at 350. You have 50 uh, pounds Garen, of everything. I don't have it on me. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah, I guess fair enough. Huh? I guess you guys actually don't have most of your gear. But uh, all the most of the weight of Nell is his armor and his sword. What do you have? What do you not have that would weigh anything? You have a chain shirt again. You have your sword. You, there's only like four pounds of stuff you don't have on you. Yeah. So. You're like 200 pounds right now. Did it already grab I'll, a chain how, shirt? How is a five five? Oh, did you actually? Did woman. you grab a chain shirt, or are you just yeah. relying on the magic armor? No, I, I put on chain on the chain shirt. Yeah. I, I thought. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I thought him and him and Dara about that. Probably like. Yeah. Anyway. I'll grab him by the, oh, uh, like, six strap around his armor, around his shoulders, and try to bring him backwards. You want to drag him all the way back, so nearly every room is trying to attack us, and now he does? You can't be serious! Yes, if I must, I will do that. I'm not going to leave him here to die. It's very unfitting. It's not a good place to die. Yeah, it told that to the girl! He says, pointing at Inari. I doubt she's dead. Um, he, he was going insane. Uh, I highly doubt he did everything he could to kill her. No. He just kind of looks... Move out of my way. 
He, he, he's thinking about it. He still has his rapier in his hand. He's thinking about it. Kind of reluctantly, he steps to the side and sheathes his rapier. All right. Now you don't have to help me if you don't want to, but if you want this to go faster, I could use a hand. <sighs> I suppose. And it is happening either way. Move so the two of you, like, he picks up his feet, you pick up by the straps on his breastplate, and just haul him. And Baylor, I imagine, is also similarly yeah. just kind of going to drag a Nori. Doing the best I can. By the chain shirt. So the group of you are going where? Through the glass room. Yeah. I'll go As open the door. I move forward towards the hall. You can still hear the slamming and scraping of the griffin. To peek in that door, make sure it is not in. Yes, I will. Uh, I'll hand, put my hand out for the lantern because I don't have light. Uh, he'll hand you the lantern. And as you peek through the doorway, you can see... I'm not going to move you. You can see the situation yeah. the same as it was when you left it. It is still uh, inside Slamming the door. It's kind of scratching its talon around, just trying to get through. It doesn't seem to have made any progress at all. Uh, at this point, it's only been a couple of minutes, but you're you fairly step... confident it's not getting through that wall. Yeah. You all stepped in and took the wig off of the uh, wax sticks. We could probably go through there with no problem. Gonna back up to this door. Yeah, and then I'll open that one to enter it again. Alright, and this one uh, still seems to be as clear as it was before. So you move through, and you move back down into the museum, uh, past the armors, and down into the lower room, where you found all the safe rooms before, and you can more move through the doorway or around the hall, however you want to do the thing. And back down into the safe room itself. And let me uh, just grab the various tokens just so they're around. You would have the... The three... Why did I put B3 right there? The three gentlemen that had come around from the far side are still in this room. Just... Sir Plashton is looking through various books on the library shelf, and Lord Patola is still just trying to comfort Lady Urbane, who's sitting there and seems to be less panicked, but still very unhappy with the situation. Uh, and as you enter the room, you don't immediately see uh, Trant and the cleric, Zubari, uh, but you can hear mm -hmm. them down the hallway to the left here. They're, they're off in the tavern section. All right. I'll move to put uh, Nell on the bed and motion for Baylor to do the same thing if the lady would move. <laughs> if she doesn't want to get up, yeah, I'm not going to throw a body on her. I mean, she will certainly get up as she sees you dragging two of the bodies with you. And she okay. kind of gasps as you come in and goes pale. And uh, Lord Batola is a similar, and Sir Plashton turns around and looks and just looks very much grim. They're unconscious, but still... They need help. Okay. Just in need of some attention. 
Yes. And Sir Plashin says, how many of them were there? There's... Up until that point, a lot. There's been a variety of things we've come across. And, uh, Trant coming down the hallway here, heels clicking as she approaches, and she stops near the doorway and looks in and sees that you have the, uh, unconscious Melon and Ori here that you lay on the bed. And she looks surprisingly concerned, Shanters, but tends to uh, Dara and Baylor and just kind of immediately demands, what happened? I brought the fucking secret doorway S with you. God damn it. <laughs> there was, uh... creatures, all sorts of things. We need the cleric. Yes. I was just going to say complications. Of course. Nothing is ever easy. Of course it's not. Jawan! She comes back down the hall. And the uh, the man approaches and sees the two on the bed and uh, immediately hurries over around the, uh, the top of the staircase here to reach them. And uh, she steps forward to the edge of the staircase as well. And the cleric looks over them. Uh, it's kind of like with a hand just ushers the two of you to step back away as he looks them over. And uh, he takes a minute of looking through and uh, as Dara steps back immediately he turns to Baylor and points at them and says, help me get their armor off. I must assess their wounds. They're alive. This much is, is certain. I'll help them. You help him quickly get the uh, the breastplate and the chain shirt and everything off of Nell and Inori. And Nell doesn't look desperately injured. He's really just got the one mark from the rapier strike that Amusos had done. The swing from Nell, however, pretty dramatically injured Inori. She's alive, but only barely. And the sea looks them over. He shakes his head. These wounds, they are severe. Uh, this one on your your friend. And he uh, taps Nell's knee. It looks simple, but it is deep. This strike was done through. He is fares much better than the girl, though. This may be beyond the scope of my magic. I may not be able to pull them fully back to health. We'll take what we can and have to deal with it then. And he uh, he looks across him and uh, grabs his symbol of Abadar and uh, turns to Baylor and says, I, I can only do two more. If you have the... It, he just kind of shifts his eyes away. If you have the, the tithing... And uh, Trant just fucking screams at him, FOR ANY GOD'S SAKE, ZUBARI, HEAL THEM OR WE'LL ALL DIE! And he just, okay, 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 please. <laughs> and he, uh, and Trant just, for fucking sake of shelling! And she's just like, uh, starts 
pacing back down towards the other room. And he grabs his uh, he grabs his holy symbol and says, "I will do my best to heal them both. I will grant them Abadar's assistance." And uh, you as he closes his eyes and focuses for a minute, you feel a wave of positive energy roll out of him, and everybody heals for five. Oh, cool. And if you have non-lethal damage, you get five health and five non-lethal damage back. And you get you get double dipping on healing as long as you have that. If you're already at full, does more of that apply to the non-lethal or no? No, you still only get five okay. back on non-lethal. You just get a double dip if you're damaged and non-lethally damaged. And then another wave of energy comes up. And another. And you heal for two and then two. And with these uh, three waves of healing, Inori and Nell would wake up. I don't know, fully healed? You got nine back total. I think that actually fully heals you. Yeah, I, I got fully healed. I only have one non-leaf on me. Nah. I'm the same way. Noise. So as you both wake up, you watch this positive energy wash over them. And of course, you also get healed, which is just a fantastic bonus. Uh, but you watch the skin and muscle under the slash on a nori stitch together. And you can see the pooling blood uh, in Nell's chest from the rapier strike start to fade away and push up as it oozes out of him and the wound closes. And uh, Trance steps back towards the door. And Zubari turns towards Baylor and nods. And says, I have very precious little left. Please. I ask that you be safe. There is not much more I can do. We will do our best. And we thank you for what you have done. I'm going to sit up and say what the fuck happened. That is a very good question. Oh, what the fuck you just were... happened? You hit me when I wasn't paying attention. You were injured, both of you quite severely so. I do not know what you found in this halls, but it took several of prayers to Abadar to bring you back to health. I hope that the golden scales will not weigh against me for this sacrifice. I... How much did you do, Joan? It is not a simple spell. This positive energy, this is a blessing directly from Abadar himself that I can only channel through his grace. This is not normally something I would offer. But in desperate times such as this, I hope he will understand. Well, I understand where you come from. The least I can do is give you another platinum. At least until we get out of here. Then if you uh, reach in your bag and you hand him another platinum coin, then he nods and thanks you and takes it and touches it to his holy symbol uh, before tucking it into his pouch. And so Trant, <laughs> as this takes place, just shakes her head. I'm sorry, Jawan. This is our only hope. None of us can fight. And they're arms and armor. If whatever is out there brought two of them low, we'd have no chance. We have to give what we can. But what happened? How many of those creatures are out there? There well, seems to be a lot of trips. 
less than there were. Guys, yeah. let's let's keep going. Yeah, we have to get back to what we were doing. We uh, we're making progress. We will get you all out. And they all just kind of nod, but they look fairly worried. And uh, Zubari touches a uh, Nell and the Nori each, and say, uh, "The grace of Abadar and the force of Law, you have been healed. And the scales weigh in your favor." Thank you. Thank you. Please be safe. We'll do our best. So, as soon as we get back outside the the safe room here, and we get the the, the secret door closed, I'm gonna yeah, ask like what right the hell here. happened. <laughs> well, as you're as you're going to leave, uh, Trent would step forward and uh, put out a hand. This is you! And pointed Dara. That crossbow. You didn't have that before. No, I did not. I picked it up while we were out there. I needed to fight. Are there arms, then? Can we at least equip ourselves? There are not many things. Um, I have a weapon on me that I can leave with you. But there, most of the things out there were old and not good for actually fighting with. Of course. I do have a spare longsword and heavy shield. And I'll undo the uh, uh, sword on my back. If... And she, uh, she rubs her temples. If it's the difference between dying here or escaping, they can lend you my arm if you need another. Cods know you felt it once. And uh, Emistos pushes uh, past towards the stairs and just waving his hand. No, 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 no. We don't need a a larger group tumbling through here. That won't increase our chances at all. We're at capacity, madam. I'm sorry. If whatever happened to me, both of us, I'm not sure how well everyone would handle it. Exactly. See, there's magic afoot. They wouldn't understand. Now, we've missed... Solidly under control. Let us continue. And he moves down the stairs. Can I sense motive him again? I still don't trust him. I mean, it, it sense you can't like sense his general motive. You can sense like motive the, on like what the reason he act. doesn't want her to come. Go for it. I just it's I not, don't whether he's hiding it. something. It's not so much a reason as like yeah go go ahead and sense sense motive. Roll it for me. And you got a nine. He seems sincere. It's just he's not terribly tactically minded, and maybe just based on how unwilling you were to take him in the first place, he just thinks bringing more people is a terrible idea. Plus, with one of you having recently turned against the group, he really does not want more (laughs) of that. All right. Well, I guess we should head on back out. I doubt anything will find this place, but if it does, it's better for you to be here than out there with us. And And, uh, uh, again, the lady speaks up. We figured out the the portal. We closed it by accident earlier. Just 
fiddling with things around the room. So, should worse come to worst, yes, we can shelter here. That is true. And uh, I'll leave the kopesh on the bed. Just I'll so do they the have... same with my spare sword and yeah. shield. So they have a blade of some kind. So leave your kopesh and sword and shield on the bed so they have something. And uh, I was going to drag all of you, but I guess... Oh, as soon as we get outside away from the civvies, I know to have a word with Nell. Yeah, because I don't know what happened, but I absolutely would remember hitting. Are you, uh, you, re you reclosing the secret door as you did before? Yes. Yeah. So before we do that real quick, you guys want to take a pee break real fast, like. Sure. sure. And then we'll sure. get into what the fuck happened there. So, uh, let us continue. So as you guys leave and close the secret door to the Veritas safe room behind you. I forgot the name for a minute there. You wanted to say some stuff, Anori, while you guys are walking, or you want to stop and have a talk? Oh, no, I'm going to stop and walk over here, set the sword against the wall, and walk over here and motion Nell over. And I'm going to come over and ask what exactly happened. I just remember being, like, blinded by rage and attacking you. Header. Jim, you're cutting out real bad. Is that just me? Uh, I'm hearing it, too. Check, 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 check. It's real bad. Yeah, I heard that. Okay. Okay, I think you're good now. Um, just gonna say, head or gut? Uh, go for the gut, I guess. He does have a breastplate on, so punching his yeah. gut's gonna be kind of challenging. That's why I'm gonna punch him in the face. I guess that's what the I guess that's what the attack roll is. Yeah, I'm gonna try to punch him in the face. Um, are you gonna let Anori punch you in the face, or? I'm not gonna let Anori. Right, but so I'm make... I'm not gonna retaliate. Yeah, make an attack roll. He's gonna try to avoid it, but make an attack roll. Mm, I don't know. I'm just gonna roll a twenty. Whatever. Uh, yeah, it would be the same as your sword right now, because your sword doesn't have any inherent bonuses. So the attack roll would still be the same. You don't have, like, weapon focus, longsword, or anything. It makes you better at using your sword. I do, actually. Oh, do you? So it'd be one last then. There is just a melee on your sheet. Oh, yeah, you could also just click that. Oh, okay, go ahead and roll it again. You're <laughs> mad. You're uh, smash! You're angry. So that's a that's a oh no it's not a quick oh, confirm no, it was that's, 90. that's only a quick confirm with the long yeah that's only with the sword never mind so still uh, with a twenty four you reel back and you just punch Nell straight in the face uh it's it's d three to d three plus strength d three I believe strength. yes you can just roll the d three plus strength. Uh, so you cock back and you just smack Nell, and Nell takes four non-lethal damage, and just kind of rolls with it, and it hurts, but he takes it. He doesn't retaliate or do anything back. And she can tell she's just kind of like seething in the face a little bit, but seems like she's not going to swing again. You were going to say something. Yes. What? 
happened and why did like I know I hit you, but why? I don't that know what, what happened. We need to find out. I started feeling just... weird, and the next thing I know, you're swinging on me. That's that's the extent of my experience. I guess I'll just explain to them the best I can what I saw, like the the endless hallway, how I couldn't recognize their faces. Some sort. That, like he looked at, he looked up at the the door, and looked up and down the hall. And it seemed to go on forever, and he basically blacked out after that. Doesn't really remember anything between that and waking up on the bed. Other than that, like yeah, they're not recognizing you, but nothing after that. You actually don't even remember swinging. Okay. That's Wait, would Anori know that today. I? <laughs> would Anori know that I hit them then? Well, if yeah, I don't remember she, just, she, she just got knocked out regular style. You had magic shit happen to you. You basically okay, like, I, blacked out for that whole sequence. Yeah, I know he remembers everything up to getting smashed. I thought the door got both of us. No, that only got you. Okay. Inori made the will save. Well, You're lucky we bastard. Need, <laughs> we need to go back and see what it is. I don't if recommend are, looking at it. Done. No time like the present. I'm, I'm getting somewhat peckish and would like to be out of the murder basement as soon as we can. So, are we good? Are we going to continue punching each other? I believe we're good. I feel I'm a little bit better. So, let me... I'll just go ahead and pull all you guys back up to the hall. And then, uh, as we get here, I'll put the silver dagger away and then pull out the crossbow. So, I'm gonna say, just to be safe, somebody hold my axe. Whoever wants to hold it, and I'm gonna go mess with the door again. Hmm, well, wait before you do that. Let's, uh, check the bottom door. And then we can decide what we're going to do at the top. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll come over here to open the bottom door. Um, so you walk up and Lampsley will follow you. I'm like, <laughs> I was just going to ask. Uh, the writing's just on all up here and stuff. It's on the wall but... all up and down the hallway. Like the mathematical scribbling and the chalk drawings are everywhere. The weird, like, dark paint is only on that one door, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, I'm ready. Um, and the yeah. scrolls do go across the outside of some of these doors, but it's just overreaching from the circles that are drawn on the wall itself. Uh, so you open the door here, and Mistos tries to move a bit so the lamp is shining in. And uh, inside, you can see the center of this room is occupied by a huge wooden pillar. And that against that pillar hang very intricate banners, nearly floor to ceiling. Uh, wooden racks line the western and southern walls here, each bearing their own unique banners. And there's two more banner racks pulled down onto the ground in the northeastern corner of the round uh, of the room, with their flags pulled away and inked with dozens more circles uh, with that same kind of dark paint. The only other door in the room seems to connect back into the room with the wax figurine. All of these rooms, 
this banner room, the wax room, the secondary display room, and the taxidermy room open only into each other or north into the long hall or south back into the larger museum area. Who's got knowledge history? Uh, I would be one of them. Go ahead and uh, roll that for me. Whoever's got it wants to roll it. Hey, I have knowledge history. Let's go. <laughs> wow. I so might somehow beat that. One, so there's a solid 10, which is average. DC, so you passed on a hard one. Oh. <laughs> uh, Dar got a 14. And Nelly, you have a 2, don't you? Not on history. Oh, I thought you did. Uh, you two, fittingly, Dara would, uh, would recognize all of these banners. Uh, these belong to old regiments of the Talden Phalanx almost exclusively. Uh, they are ancient military heraldries stretching back hundreds, if not possibly thousands of years. And although you couldn't identify which one goes to which throughout the ages, you would certainly recognize them for what they are. Along the southern wall, some of the banners are for various baronies and a few foreign allies, uh, but all of them seem to have some tie back to the Talden military. And you said there is the paint is in here too? Uh, yes, it's on. It's scrawled all over the banners that have been pulled down onto the ground in the northeast room or northeast corner of the room. There's another, there's more dark paint with dozens of circles drawn across them and on the floor around them. And there's no animatronics, there's no mannequins. No, there's, there's there are no humanoid figures that could come to life and attack you in this room. Well, we've been attacked by the walls, so I, I guess it doesn't, it doesn't matter at this point. The, the, tapestry, everything, the tapestries yeah. are coming for us next. Tapestry Everything's going to attack us. <laughs> Everything anyway. is mimic. Um, Dara's not interested to go in there, so he's gonna move over here to keep checking down the hallway. But he doesn't have a light, so he can't do anything. These circles mean anything to me. Nastos is gonna follow you. He doesn't want to follow now anymore. Uh, make <laughs> make me an intelligence check. Baby hint checks. Oh, the nineteen. As you kind of look over towards the dark circles on the banners in the northeastern corner and just kind of around the chalk drawings up down the halls. You can see, as you look closer, there's a lot of just like geometric notation scrawled uh, small in and around a lot of the circles. None of it seems to mean anything. It is, ironically, just sort of circular math that doesn't go anywhere. But you can tell whoever drew this is a an absolute genius. Possibly insane, but also a mathematical genius. They are extremely intricate and complicated. Whatever this is was done with a high level of intelligence. Don't know what they think they were doing. As, uh, as Nell comes out as you're explaining, and he sort of shuffles a little bit just to be a bit further away from them. And as this light moves down, you can see the hallway seems to bend down to the south a little further to the west. 
Perhaps we can keep looking where this goes before we check on the door. Unless we are done the door now. I'd not be opposed to skipping this door for the moment. I have to question again. anyone who spent their life doing this, know what they were doing or otherwise. It took a lot of time just for the sake of drawing them. But why? It looks Insanity like the raving is someone in mad. Yeah. Insanity doesn't often come with a uh, clear set of rules. You would know. He says, kind of gritting his teeth. I did not have control over my own actions, and I am sorry for what I did. And I am thankful that you stopped me. He doesn't say anything, but he stands behind you with the lantern held high here. I will open the door. Uh, this doorway has a seal around it. Uh, it's still mostly a, uh, it's a, it seems like a bit of a sturdier wooden door with some kind of softer, like spongy material around the edges to make it airtight. Interesting. Open the door. Yeah, I don't see why not. I have no clue what this is, but it's a door. Since you push the door open and you can look inside, uh, the walls, the carved stone and wood paneling that's been the outside of most of these areas starts to give way almost immediately to just sheared natural stone inside. And you can see some semblance of what appears to be shrubs or vegetation off in the distance. I will relay that and say that I'm not really sure what this is, but I'm going to step inside. Be cautious. If it was sealed, then anything could be in there, I suppose. As you step inside, the chamber flares to life as a few rows of just orbs of magical light ignite across the ceiling, illuminating the chamber. Uh, and as you can now see, it appears to be some sort of, well, I guess greenhouse isn't the right word because it's not glass. It's a huge stone tomb of plants, more or less, uh, that is covered with rampant vegetation. A thick briars and vines completely covering the eastern and western walls. And to the west, about halfway down here-ish, the vegetation overruns several, oh, it looked like they were once neatly arranged sets of patio furniture. Uh, further south, past this winding morass of vegetation, there is a squat stone building, at the top of which is emblazoned with a brass-winged eye. Uh, the ceiling soars to like 30, 40 feet overhead here, but the building in front of you seems to be about 15 feet high, the same as the rest of this area, or the rest of the, the, the underground so far. Okay. I recognize this symbol on the building. Um, 
Make me... Knowledge religion? Knowledge religion, yeah. Because I think you, Mancha, recognize that symbol. Yeah, that's the holy symbol of Rodin. <laughs> like, Mancha knows what that is. I, I mean, I mean would I have failed it with a 10? Probably not, no. Then I would it's, then I know it. <laughs> yeah, it's the holy symbol of a rodent. It's pretty common. You'd probably that's a DC ten to know that. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Like I, I don't he's, know that he, god. He's asking about a rodent. Like oh. out of character. I don't know that god. Oh, well then that's fine. In character you don't know that god. Okay. Fair. Fair. He might. Do you have knowledge, religion? Have knowledge religion? He doesn't know that god. It wouldn't be a pop. It wouldn't be a super common one. I mean, it's actually be fairly common in Taldor, but not common enough for you to just know it without being a witch for yourself. That's not like a free it, check or anything. Everything in here is like alive. Yes. Huh. As you uh, as you kind of enter, Mistos just sort of looks around. This seems an odd change of pace. Indeed. Yes, truly. I don't like this at all. I mean, there's something back here, so we might as well see what it is. And so he's still, uh, he lowers the lamp and just kind of has his hand while he's walking now, because obviously it's somewhat unnecessary as you approach this uh, southern section of the building. Or southern building, rather. This is almost like a looks like an almost external room. So as you all approach, and as he brings the lamp up, kind of behind Nell, getting closer, possibly just out of his own raw sheer curiosity, uh, you can start to see into this uh, what is very clearly a temple in the bottom half here. There's three rows of wooden pews inside that stand before a large stone altar. And a statue of a man stands atop that altar. His face and right arm broken off entirely and shattered on the floor around. Uh, two smaller statues of women, each holding a sword and shield, are in raised alcoves on the east and west uh, side of that southern wall. So like here and here. I guess I'm just going to kind of look around. It's a shrine to, to Erodin. I assume the statue is supposed to be Erodin. statue is definitely Erodin. You could, you could tell yeah. that without uh, without even making another, a check. You identified the holy symbol. You can, at that point, I'm sure, assume the yeah. statue of uh, Erodin is a statue of Erodin. So, as you enter, you see a glow start to overtake the statue and forward this is let me see if i can describe this correctly imagine the statue starts to shimmer a bit and then a spectral form of the statue steps forward out of the statue uh with its head and uh its other arm becoming intact as it moves forward so basically just a ghost of a rodent steps forward out of the damaged statue of a rodent. 
Oh boy. And as it does, uh, immediately as it does, you hear a very deep voice echo through this temple. Followers, present tithings. And it uh, motions down to a small rectangular box at the foot of the statue. I'll look back and say, do I do it? I don't see why not. Uh, I don't think this would be a place for it to attack us. It's probably just acting for uh, uh, small gifts for the god. I guess I'll put a gold in the box. So you walk up and you uh, you put one gold piece down the box as you kneel down and the ghost of Erodin kind of looks down at you uh, turning its head and just moves its arm down with you do you mean to pass a fence I don't know what offering is suitable for you Make me a fuck. Let's save this list. It's not listed. That's a Google. I think it's will save, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, make me a, a will save. No. Uh oh. Oh god, am I about to kill someone? You are immediately stricken blind. As the rest of you see a fountain of golden energy shoot down from the wooden rafters uh, about 15 feet overhead and down onto Nell. And you immediately go blind. And the, uh, the ghost bellows again, Fools! You have earned Aerodine's anger! Tithe! I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Baylor. Um, I guess since I'm blind. I'm also pretty unhappy. Now, you hear everyone retreating, but you are very much blind. And I fumble no around and put happening. nine more gold in the box. So you, you fumble around your bag and reach oh. for some coins, and you just put like a handful of nine more gold in the box. I mean, that's just what I'm carrying. It's just gold pieces. And as you put it down, the uh, the figure kind of looks down to you, and you your vision starts to come back. Huh. And as it does, you see the ghost kind of step back a bit, almost back into the statue. Very well. Now leave this place. Before you incur the wrath of Arrowdeen further. And it uh, phases back into the statue it came from. 
What the hell? I am I still blind? No, you're good now. Okay. So I'll come over here and ask what the hell was that? <sighs> Gods. That was Aridin. What? Who? Well, used to be a god, I believe. Me? Yes. So the 21 that strikes you is weird. That's Aerodin. It's definitely Aerodin, not Aerodin. Mm-hmm. And secondly, Aerodin was the god of the Islanti people. And he was not dressed in any way in fashions that would make sense for an Aslanti. You're fairly certain that wasn't actually Aerodin. <laughs> I, I I figured not, but... <laughs> Relatively positive that the, whatever that was is only sort of familiar with Aerodin. Probably literally from reading, uh, you imagine, an inscription on a statue or something. Because saying an Aerodin would mean he was never heard the god's name spoken aloud. It's just he read Aerodin and assumed Aerodin or Aerodin and assumed Aerodin was how it was said. Did we just get conned by a ghost? I mean, he didn't say that. It kind of feels that way, though. Yeah. Um. I guess if if that was shared with us, I'll just. Could I try to identify whatever it was that came out of that statue? Uh. Now without going into the tech magic yet or something. You, if you not with if you cast the tech magic while it was happening, you could maybe have, but well, it's not actively going on. I mean, would you say that that wasn't actually Aridin? No, we did not just meet a god. <laughs> I'm obviously, but but do Mel you know, you know, know that? that. Are you saying anything? Because only you know that. No one else has knowledge of religion. Are you? Do you no, say I, anything? I, I'll, I'll I'll speak up about that. You're like, yeah, that was. That was not how that should have went. <laughs> I, I I have several questions about some historical inaccuracies. We could always try to ask him if you want. Yeah, I I mean if that wasn't actually him, I want my gold back. I guess. <laughs> I want my money back. It's not a real god. This is bullshit. <laughs> like ten gold for being stricken blind and healed slash. I, I don't know what that was, but I put my gold in there because I thought I pissed off a god. Um, I, that's I not don't a god. Erodin's even around anymore. Erodin's very much dead, I believe. Yeah. Was that not the whole world wound thing? I'm not particularly up on my religion, but I, I'm fairly certain he's dead. But whatever it was, though, it's got some power. Surely, it struck you blind, God or not. Well, I'm I'm gonna walk back over here, and I'm gonna ask Baylor to come with me and see if he can figure out what the hell happened. So I'll come back inside. What's the range on detect magic? How close do I have to get? Thirty or sixty? It's one of the two. Goodness, you can click on your spell list, and I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm I'm getting there. Ha ha. It is 60. 60 feet. Oh, wow, you can actually do it from right here. <laughs> yeah, you can literally do it from right here. You don't have to go in. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. All that. Okay, so uh, you sense while you are detecting magic a faint 
aura of illusion around the statue. A lingering aura from a spell cast. As well as a faint aura of divination. Another lingering aura from a spell cast. Uh, no light follows Nell in, but he enters into the light that Emostos is holding from the door. I walks in the darkness and he's saying anything. Uh, I'm just going to walk up to here and pick up the whole fucking box. Oh, Jesus. You, you hear the voice echo through the room again. Fool! Do you mock a god? Yeah. <laughs> if there were any gods here. <laughs> I'm just going to walk out with the whole box. And you and see, uh, as, you, as you walk around, you see the ghost <laughs> form and step out of the statue again and point at you. You will cease this heresy or regret your actions. This is my box now. Have fun. You love to thieve. He just kind of carried away. And uh, the ghost continues to move <sighs> forward. I mean, I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> I want to see that. I'm going to talk him because I... Let's not never prepare for the fuck the oh, stuff. So let me get a token real quick. <laughs> fish me up a fucking ghost token. Right, here we go. It's a ghost. Wow. It's a generic ghost token because I'm not spending a whole lot of time looking for a token for this fucking tomfoolery. Uh, this, the ghost of Aerodine approaches <laughs> up to the doorway. And uh, Amistos kind of backs up a bit. Is, regardless of whatever this is, it is a ghost coming at you. And it spreads its arms wide and says, You have brought the rage of fate not only upon yourself, but upon all of your companions. As he looks across the party. You will remember this day. I also brought He's a standing box. there now? He's just I'm standing there kind of <laughs> I brought this box. I'm going to continue bringing this box. And that door over there is where that box is going. And he just kind of looks down across the party as you guys kind of start turning to walk away a little bit. It's like, okay, it, it, it throws a hand out. Wait! Do you... Do you not know Erodine? The, the god. Not at all. <laughs> I know Erodin. I know quite a bit about him. I know he's been dead for some time. A rodent. That's Damn the it. one. And the ghost just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's priceless. God. So how much immediately afterward, the ghost uh, manifests rising up out of the, store, uh, the, the floor again. But this time it is glowing uh, almost kind of yellow instead of the pale green it was before. As this rises up, I am a Rodin! And I demand tithing! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So how much does this box weigh? Well, the box weighs about a pound, and it's, it's pretty small. Like the size Keeping of a small box. book, and only has nine gold in it that you put there. Or ten gold, rather. Ten. This is... Each of you, for this trespass, a rodent demands penance. Stop that man! Return the box! 
the, the holy box to its place before my altar. So what do you actually look like without this illusion spell up? It just disappears again. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new favorite character. <laughs> uh, this might be my favorite part of any past part of part of so It just disperses immediately. <laughs> You guys no coming? answer, I assume. You what? That no, no answer no, to my question. I'm just trying to understand what a ghost wants with gold. You can't really do anything with it, right? I doubt that there's truly a ghost. There's some sort well, uh, of creature here, clearly. Yeah, yeah I'll put my hand steps up. up and holds the, the lamp up towards the thing. They're towards the doorway and sort of like looks around the density temple for, without going in or stepping on the steps. Like, I don't see anything. And he kind of looks up towards the rafters and towards the pews. Should we? Should we look? I suppose we can investigate now. No, come. God damn it. Keeping this box. It's possible if you can tuck it in your bag. Just, I was gonna say, just take this stuff out of it and leave it on the ground. You can so also, you know, take your money out, out of the box, yeah, throw I the do. box away. Oh, okay. No, I want the box. The box Put is the fine. the box back. I don't what want do do? to. It fucked I'm not with me. I'm the fucking box with it. I'm saying, throw the box out here somewhere. You can just eat the box. It's not huge. It's seriously like it's like half the size of a Pathfinder book. You can put it in your bag. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep the box. Yeah, it's it's a little tiny tithing box. Fucked with me, I'm fucking with him. So I'll tilt my I consider uh, this head. fair. I'll tilt my head towards the doorway. Come on. You can take a look around. I will step back inside. Mistos will step up with the light. Hello, Asmodeus. I heard we uh we're supposed to give you a box. Asmodeus. <sighs> Seems nothing. to be nothing now. No response. <laughs> I'm just going to perception check and look around. Okay. An early perception check. Uh, you look around. He's really busy with the bus. Where'd the statue go? <laughs> yeah, there's a statue. It's a you, you look like a hard one. Uh, you look around behind the pews and under the pews, and you don't see anything. And you look around the room, and there doesn't appear to be anything here that you can see. I'm going to look around the room. Uh, with a 14, you look around as well and kind of look up and sort of try to peer through the shadows and the rafters. And you, uh, you don't see much of anything either. However, everyone's looking out, and Mistos is going to roll Perception. I'm going to roll Perception. I want to be cool. Dara and uh, Mistos kind of points hey. as Dara's looking around. And the two of you notice something up in the raptors. It looks like a small little... Gremlin? No, oh, I was yeah. really worried you are going to say a spider thing. <laughs> no, it's, it looks like a little really fat gremlin or a goblin or something that's just crouching uh, up in the rafters just watching you, literally just peering over the edge of a rafter and the shadow's just looking down at you guys. 
He's wearing. He's got. He's got hair. Ew. And he's got like a weird, almost like white and red toga robe thing on, and uh, he's just just watching. I take it this was all you. Did you see it? Uh, kind of pull back a little bit further back over the rafter. And then you see it uh, move its hands around a bit, and you hear again, "Leave this holy ground!" Oh God, damn it! And the uh, <laughs> it kind of pokes its head up again. Hey, that <laughs> just hello of, uh, looks over the edge down at you guys. Can the rest of us see it now? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just kind of looking yeah, at it, pointed out. Knows. You I should... try to figure out what this thing is. You should leave. Really? Not, not safe here. Why is it not safe? Because, Dean, Erodin, notwithstanding. I will you... throw this box at you. Yeah, no, 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 don't throw the box. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. You threaten the high priest of these halls. Yes, I am threatening this. Oh, <laughs> I will you... throw this little box at your little face. Get down here. So, uh... He's like, oh, okay, 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 okay. He puts his hand up, and he, uh, he clambers down off of the raptors and just drops, like, the 15 feet just, onto the ground and pulls himself up. <laughs> Stands up. Poor guy. Stands up and looks at you. Seriously! you made me the high priest! You mess with me! You're messing with the circle! You should leave! I don't Wait, know what, what you're talking about. What is the circle? Exactly! You mess with powers beyond your feeble human comprehension! And uh, if you want to try and identify it, Mensha, it is a fey, so knowledge nature. Uh, with a 14 you would know that the D20 PFSRD is down. So I'll just tell you what <laughs> wow. I know about him. <laughs> um, That's he, a sick power. He is like, he's a gross looking fat gremlin dude. And you recognize it as a Monticello. And Monticellos are gremlins that live among people. And like many fey and just gremlins in general, you would know that it really likes fucking with people. And they're very, very obsessed with money. Very much obsessed with money. And with the, the 14, it's not super familiar with them, but that's that's about what you got. So what's a Monticello like you doing down here, anyway? I... I'm... I'm he's just, like, stammering. Fuck, Is okay, the box? here. Are you down here I will the make box? you a deal. On behalf of the Holy Church of the Circle, if you <laughs> go away... And he pulls out, uh, reaches back into his robe and pulls out a sack that seems entirely too large to have fit under his robe and plops it on the ground in front of him and roots around and digs in it. He pulls out, he's like, I'll give you his key 
And these potions, okay? And pulls out two potions, just kind of jiggles them in his hands. Deal! What's the key go to? Ah, the door! To, what do you think for a second? The, the Chamber of the Circle! Redagio will enlighten you. There's a second one, though, and I don't know where it is. So, nothing really, but you can have it. And these potions, do you know what they do? I have no idea. <laughs> here, here. And he, uh, he steps over towards you and hands you the two potions. And they seem to be like a deep, almost pale yellow-brown. Like, I don't know what they do, but take them. No questions. And just, just go. You can keep the box. I don't, whatever. I'm going to sniff this potion. Ooh. Yeah, That's a weird smell of potion. Uh, it doesn't we smell as old and musty as the previous one. Mm -hmm. I've literally passed the potion again and try and figure out what this is. Uh, Nell can tell you that they are both potions of bear's endurance. I guess I'll take one of those. I just take both. Pretty good potion. These potions. Okay. I like them. Nice. Good. Be pleased. Um. Tied the other way, but whatever. Just, just leave. What? What is the circle? I. The circle. Okay, so the circle is. I'm. I'm not. I don't entirely understand, really, which is why I'm just the high priest. But Dagio said it's too complicated for simple minds, but it's magic. It's powerful magic, and if you mess with me, it's gonna get you. Is this Doggio the one who's been drawing all these circles? Of course! Who else could even understand enough to draw the holy diagrams? Well, that's just, information. What, part of the go is not connecting. Do we not have a deal? We just need to know some before we... Okay, fine. What? What What else? Why are you here? I, uh, because well, he's the high priest, obviously. Exactly. You don't listen. Dagio may be the high priest of the circle. And I came down here. It seems it's the temple. And I'm... I don't, I don't really... No particular reason it just didn't seem like people were coming through here terribly often this was a good place to take it out how long have you been here uh what year is it that's i, mean, I would question. relay whatever the year is <laughs> factual statement about the year <laughs> he pulls up his he pulls up his hands and literally starts counting on his little clawed fingers uh about three years Why time the hell have, have you been down here for three years? I just told you I was taking a nap. What more do you I, want? I get that, but why would you come down here in the first place? Because There's I thought here. no one was gonna bother me until you came along. It was working perfectly fine. Now I have to start over. Start over? On my nap. Jesus. Aerodine. Oh. Aerodine. <laughs> Whatever. No, leave me alone. <laughs> Took me like a month to get in the rafters. 
He's he actually not like, anymore for us here. He's like <laughs> no. three feet tall and chubby as hell, right? He's a very small little yeah. gremlin. Yeah, he's he's about the size of an average gnome. Okay. Dara is in character going to laugh, take ten pieces <laughs> yeah. of gold out and set it on the altar, and just keep chuckling while he leaves. And he's gonna literally spread over, almost tripping over himself, to stuff all that gold in this dumb little bag. <laughs> I love it. It's an it. actual gremlin. Yeah, he's <laughs> like literally yeah. a gremlin. <laughs> I'm so happy. All right. Such a waste and, of money. So Mizos is gonna follow out after you. So what do we do with the key? I will. I suppose we'll find out as we go. It likely goes. To a door that we'll probably have to go through before getting to the exit. What makes you say that? If it's Dagio, sounds like he didn't want company. If he locks himself away... Everyone needs a way to get out just in case something happens. It's true. Free potions, I suppose. I have to say, I don't know how I saw that going, but that wasn't really on the list of possibilities. Yes, It was a rather unusual situation. Yes. Fae or weird? You guys can just be a block and I'll block drag you. <laughs> okay. Who just vanished? Uh, no one. Oh, now you need to. Oh, you disappeared on my screen. There we go. Right. Oh, where do you uh, guys want to go? Just to the door. <laughs> That's where we that, moved. Just that door? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, door, well, the hallway still did go east past the tax we run, so. Yeah, but there's a door here. Yeah, with the key. We want to learn things. Oh. But we don't like this door. Yeah, this is the spooky door. No, we do not. I mean, oh, looking yeah, at the door, it. are there keyholes? No. Object to me opening the door. No objection. As you Just move up and you weary. reach towards the door, the party kind of gathers around wondering if anything's going to happen. Yeah. Move now over we... here and my crossbow is up. Not for him, just for the dog. Oh, hold on, my real 20 just froze completely. Yeah. There we go. I think that was my internet cutting out entirely. No, that was just real 20 locking up. Uh, as Nell looks towards the door and goes to open it, you once again feel your head start to spin. And you once again feel yourself losing control oh no and it's not a surprise around this time because you all are already it was gonna happen but what's the definition of insanity yeah you do the same thing and just kind of hope for a different result and should i roll that d6 again what d6 you had me roll a d6 last time on the first turn Oh, that was just to determine who you were gonna smack because okay. I rolled in the in the confusion you would smack. So you uh you all see as he touches the door, he like staggers backwards and uh you're all very much ready for this. So react pretty quickly. He's overwhelmed again with whatever enchantment covers this door. Dara. Ah, uh, fantastic. Um, it's time for another roll of three on initiative though. Then mm-hmm. you're all literally raiding, and his he's dizzy. You all get to go a free turn before he does. We get uh, the surprise round this time. Yeah, pretty much. So no one did take his axe. Can is it? Do you need no, a feat to be able to? Sh- 
Yeah. Um. Uh. Do you have to? Oh my bad. Um. I also I kept stammering too because I couldn't think of what I wanted to say. Do you need a feat to disarm someone with a crossbow? Can I attempt to shoot the weapon out of his hand? Or uh no. Disarm okay. is a melee combat maneuver that you can make and okay. provoke, but he's flat-footed, so he can't take arrows yet. So you can literally step up and try to take his hand axe away from him before he does anything while he's, like, reeling. It's just a CMB check versus a CMB. Um, but you, uh, uh, I think he's only like gunslingers can do that. Okay, yeah. There's, like, feats and stuff. To yeah, maybe, I believe but... there's range disarm and range oh, trip as feats. I don't know if there was one outside of gunslinger. I thought that was just a gunslinger power. I figured there was something for it, but I, I didn't know if I could just do it inherently. Uh, I'm not going to try to take it out of his hand, because he's a big dude. My guy's not very big. Quick. Uh, I'm going to take a step here. Grumble, because <laughs> this is unfortunate. And then uh, just get ready. Baylor. How far can I move? <laughs> Hide around the corner, full defense. <laughs> Inari! God damn it. I'm gonna go with the wizard. Do the same Everyone thing. just runs. Everyone just runs. Uh, Amistos. Uh-oh. It's a double move for you, little buddy. But he's going to just push behind you and literally just abandon Dara and no one darkness as he scrambles back around the corner, uh, running also away from whatever is about to happen. Uh, now, as Dara steps back and you find the darkness, Dara can just see your silhouette against the light coming from Nori down the hall. And he just watches as you grab your hand axe and kind of just sway a bit unsure of what's happening and then you just kind of yell hold your hand axe way out away from you and just bring it into your chest as hard as you can you dent your breastplate in and you do 11 damage to yourself Dara Uh, Joe? Hello? Hello? There we go. Um, Alright. This is all darkness. I barely see light. Yes, you have a 50% mischance shooting against him. From the silhouette, you can see what square he's in, but he's in total dark. We have a 45% mischance shooting against him because he has <laughs> Can I have um, a mischance at hitting myself? No. No. Don't get a mischance at hitting yourself. I'm not knocked out. <laughs> yes, technically. Can I non-lethally shoot a crossbow bolt? No. <laughs> I know. Um, you can non-lethally make melee attacks, you can't non-lethally shoot a crossbow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I just need to keep waiting. I'm gonna take another five foot back and, uh, and just, like, just creep into the darkness. Uh, yeah, just stay away from it. Okay. Uh, Baylor, you hear Nell yell and just hear the fucking thud as he slams his hand axe into his own chest. I don't know what 
trust you guys. He's gonna kill himself. Uh, well, got six seconds. What are you done? Uh, not having the website I need working. Is the toilet still fucking? Oh man. What are you trying to look at? Is... Well, I, I I brought it up on this side thing. Okay. Seeing how. Seeing how... how. How a hypnotism scroll would work. Oh, yeah. Well, what is the result? Are you using it or no? can see him because I've got low light, right? You have low light, yeah, you can see him. He's in the edge of the low light anyway. He's in normal light for you. Well, I'll try this hypnotism scroll. Alright, uh, now make a will save. It's a good thing your will save is utter shit, because, like... It's not just my will. It does keep doing this to you, but it also means the party keeps getting to stop you from doing bad things. Yeah. He is fascinated for five rounds. Alrighty, so he just turns to you, uh, kind of reeling, and just stares blankly towards you. Alright, Ori. They'll just stand there like a zombie in the middle of the hall. More of a zombie after the spell than he was before? Well, before he was moving around all weird, he's just standing there almost motionless, just kind of like gently swaying. Standing I off like, balance. Yeah, I looked like the kind of guy who would have done the math on the walls before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know he's over there, but I, I know he's over there, but I can't I don't know if I can... You can't see him right now, no. No, but I'm... The, the range on my move, if I can get to him. Uh, not with one move, no. Okay. You do, there's a ruler to Unreal 20. You can check distances. Yeah, I was, I was doing that. Okay. Yeah, you can't get to him with a single move action now. I will move up to here and... Uh, Strike if he comes at me. Oh, Mesa was gonna come to the corner. What's happening? What was that? What are we doing? Is it happening again? Mel's fascinated. Dara. Um. Uh, you see, Nell uh, clearly enraptured with yeah. his spell that Baylor cast. Want, again, I don't want to shoot him, so I'm gonna keep waiting. Hopefully. Uh, Baylor, for your turn, I want to ask him what would happen if I tried to move him away from the door. Miller.
Yeah, so Dara shows up. What, what happens if I if we try to move him? We get him away from the door. Gonna walk up. I'm gonna tell Nell to hand me his weapon. Let me see. Makes your suggestions seem more plausible, and he's just confused. I'm gonna give you a 50-50. Just roll me a D100. If you get a 51 or higher, he'll hand you his weapon. He's hypnotized, but he's also confused. That is a 52! That is legally a 51 or higher! Got him. Nope. Holds his hand axe out towards you, <laughs> and you uh, you take it from him, <laughs> and then you kind of just stand around and wait because he's got another what 20, 20 seconds or so of being hypnotized before it finally wears off, and he just blinks slowly a couple times, and then doubles over almost in pain uh, as it finally hits him. How? <laughs> Injured he is. And you can act normally now. We are Holy done with the store. Fuck. Happened this time. And I'm getting the fuck away from that door. And you look down at your caved breastplate. You just literally stagger off the into the darkness. And you uh almost run uh, into Dara as you just kind of stagger down the wall, barely conscious. I am not entirely sure what happened blood. this time. Pretty clearly seeping off under your breastplate. Mistos Pukshan, did it happen again? I told you it happened again. I mean, I'm not one for sitting around and messing around with that door any further, but should we just try to figure out what is doing it? I don't want to figure right. out anything with that door. I that door hurts. Finding it, out. it will have to be one of you. I don't want to... I... I, I... Don't want to touch the door. This this seems like magic, and I'm not terribly well versed in magic. Indeed. Going to hand him his axe back. Well, how how did you get what? I hypnotized you. Don't worry about it. Okay. I I guess I that works. We should keep moving. Before we keep moving, we need to do something about this before I bleed out. Wait, are we are we ignoring the door problem? Yes. What are we... I I am going to cast detect magic at the door. There's magic problem, right? <laughs> you definitely detect a my minor aura of enchantment on the door. Radiating out from the circles painted on it. Well, it is the circles, as one might have assumed. Make me a knowledge arcana. Looking at it from this distance doesn't seem to have any effect to you. In fact, it hasn't triggered since Nell's leaned in to open the door both times. Uh, but you can see... You're not even sure if this happened on purpose. The circles on this door 
unlike the rest of the mathematic circles around, these circles form a magical seal across this door. Uh, just perfectly the way they were arranged wards the doorway and causes this confusion effect on anyone near the door that inspects it too closely. If Again, it's very different from the... None of the rest of the uh, circles drawn up and down the hall seem to be magical. So it almost seems like it was an accident. But if any part of the circle had been different, it wouldn't have created this effect. You're not sure if it came about by random chance or anything, really. But any small alteration to the circles would cause this ward to stop functioning. I wonder if this is one of those places we could actually use... Uh, what is it called? Cane rune would be a thing that would work. I forget what it's called. What are the circles painted on again? Uh, it's a wooden door with brass fittings, and it's just like a dark paint. So it's they not, are on the wood? Yeah. One. It's like a... It's not even so much a paint as it's almost like a charcoal thing. Like, you could literally touch it with your hand and smudge it. Yeah, with your understanding of the ward, that would be sufficient to make it stop functioning. I don't have that. I have red frost. Mm, I don't know if that would damage enough, though. How exactly does create food and water work? <laughs> Why? Oh, boy. Water! There's flesh water on it. Oh. Fair enough. You can create water. You want to create water on the door? Yeah, that, that's what okay, I'm trying click, to look for the spell. Click on any of your spell, any of your character sheet. I got a wand. Oh, shit. That's... Oh, yeah, you got the wand from the... Uh... Yeah, it's up. Oh, that's a 10-minute casting time. Oh, my God. It is, in fact, a 10-minute casting time. With a wand? And it's... Oh. Yeah, well, the wand... No, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a wand. It's a standard action. It's also a level 3 cleric spell. Yeah, wands are just standard actions. Interesting. The scroll it's also casting time. It's also a level three cleric spell. Yeah. So it just generates. Uh, that's a lot of water. <laughs> it's gonna make enough food and water to sustain three people for twenty-four hours. So it's gonna make three oh meals God. worth of food and probably like a gallon of water. It's gonna make a, a lot of stuff's gonna come out of this wand. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it might have been just like create water, and I could have just splashed the door once. That's that's no, a lot gonna, different than I was expecting. It's gonna summon a feast, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like biscuits and hams are gonna roll out of your fucking wand. How would this look? Casting cream for the water out of a wand? You just shoot food out of your wand? <laughs> so maybe not that. Maybe not that. <laughs> Uh, like I said, it's almost like a, a charcoal -y paint. It looks like you could just smudge it with your hands. I, you wouldn't even need water. Yeah, but I was looking for a way to do it without touching oh, without the door. Without touching the door. Fair. <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> I, yeah, fair. I could throw more stuff at it. You could throw more stuff at it. <laughs> if God of War taught yes. me anything, instead of hand axe, it's a perfectly viable throwing weapon. I don't want to throw my 
my hand axe. I can just walk back into the room and get more fucking more <laughs> random, random objects. Knives and throw more random knives at the door. I don't want my axe anywhere near that door. So as, uh, as we're then I have to go get it this. and I have to be near the door. Can I move past this? Is it safe? Look Just don't away look from too it. closely at it and you'll be fine. Yeah, he turns and like sidles, staring at the <laughs> southern wall. Step by step down along the wall and back past behind you to the other side before turning. I back. imagine he might even close his eyes as he's doing Probably, it. Probably, yes. And so as he gets behind you, he says, so what do we do? Well, I have one idea. Okay. The dude... I have no ideas, so that's better than me. All we have to do is disrupt the pattern on the door and it should be fine. So, go disrupt the pattern. Just hit yeah. the door. I'm gonna go grab five daggers. Yeah. I'm that just gonna go grab like five enough. daggers. He's gonna Nell's... shotgun rusty daggers. Nell well, yeah, heads if back he... down further over the wax figure and collects another small assortment of rusty sharp objects and brings them back up in the hallway. Well, while he's going walking away doing that, they said just disrupt the door. Unless he yeah, physically stops me and walk over. I'm going to put my weapons all the way and I'm just going to reach my hand out to like, wipe it down the circle. You reach out. Circles. You step up as he leaves and you reach out and just wipe your hand down across the circle and it just kind of smears down with your hand and you get some of this charcoal ink on your glove. I'll just brush my gloves, uh, gloves together trying to get it up. That, uh, that should be it, he said. I'm back with the daggers. What did I miss? So he goes back in with a bunch of daggers. He's standing that was, by the door. This is a more risky way of doing that than I would have suggested, but uh, I know. Hey, while you're there, so. may as well smear it some more. Just get it really in there. Okay. I'll take a rag and I'll just <laughs> smear all over it. Don't miss. Yeah, and you just you just yeah. wipe all over this thing. And, I'll uh, throw that on the ground. Theory, the door should be okay now, right? I'm, I'm going to detect so. magic at the door again. You did not detect any magic on the door. That seems to have gotten rid of it, yes. Alright then. Now, open the door. I will open the door. What? Now, before we do that. Yep, it's open the door. <laughs> yeah. And door's open. And so, Mistos walks forward and. Holds the light up, and you can see yet another hallway extending up to the north with a door visible on the western side. Uh, near the back of the hall, about 40 feet past the door, the hall seems to end abruptly around where the lamplight does with a wall of dirt and wooden rubble. The far end of this hall seems to have collapsed. Is there any uh, writing that I can see on the floors or walls in here? Uh, there's just more chalk scribbles of mathematical notations yeah. in circles, just like in this hall. I figured as much. Well, all right then. Yeah. Before we go that way, let's go talk to the little gremlin and see if he has potions that will cause me to not be dying. Again, I doubt he wants to deal with us anymore. But I'd rather not go back to talk to the gremlin. I mean, I need something. I really, really am injured. Understood. I, 
I mean, if he has more healing potions, it doesn't seem a terrible idea to go ask him further. I have to wonder, though, at a certain point, is he going to stop being so helpful? Well, I'm not simply going to just demand potions from him. So the five of you head down, and uh, as you are... Wait, 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 don't go in. As you're approaching, let me pull this, as you're approaching the temple here, you can hear uh, Vikar grunting, and like a... You hear his feet and his weight landing on the ground uh, repeatedly. And uh, you'd say, wait, don't go in, or as Amusus gets the door, and he's like, wait, 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 why, why? What are we doing? Uh, nothing, it was... Uh, and uh, was as you enter, Vikar... Vikard says the same thing. Yes! What are we doing? You see him standing like on his tiptoes on the edge of the pew with his arms raised up in the air, not even within eight feet of the raptors, just jumping, trying to get back up top. Just, what? What now? Uh, needing a bit of a boost well, there. What? Yeah. What we do figured. I look like a cleric? Okay, I kind of look like a cleric. I guess I can understand. <laughs> but do you think? No! No, but you have a bag, and the bag had potions. I, oh so I'll, I'll give you one of these potions back for a potion that can keep me from dying. I don't have any more potions in the bag. That was that was all I had. I gave them to you so you would leave. And you left, and you came back, which I suppose is my fault for not specifying. But that was all the potions I had. All right, well, I guess while I'm here, I'll take one of the bundles of rope, if somebody doesn't matter, and throw it up over the rafter. Because he, he is very you. obviously struggling. He just kind of looks at you and looks up at the rafters. Are you serious? This is what you want, isn't it? You want to get back up? He'll help you up if you have anything. Scuttles over. And starts climbing up the rope into the rafters. Fine. Thank you. But seriously, I don't have any more potions. Oh, that's fine. Figured we, we would ask. Enjoy the rafters. Do you not have no. any kind of feeling at all? No. no. Why Why would I? I've been asleep for three years! Just in case you fell off the rafters, perhaps. I'm not going to die falling 15 feet down to stone, it's... Look, I don't have anything for you. I gave you the key. I gave you the two potions I found. I scavenged this place in the first place. Take my blessing to Dagio. I don't know where you're headed, but if you see him, tell him you have my blessing. As I suppose thanks for the, the rope. I see. All right. Now, please leave. And don't what was your come name back. again? Viker. That was it. Okay. So, I guess I really don't want to have to go back to the cleric, but we kind of need to go back to the cleric for his last spell. I hope you have enough money. Always. It really, it seems to like gold a whole lot. So, to save dragging the tokens all the way uh, down there and then back 
I'm going to bring you guys to here, which is, I assume, where you're going afterward. Yes. So I have to just drag everything all the way around. So you head back down through the walkways, uh, through the, the wax room and the museum and the safe rooms, back down into the Veritas bunker. And once again, you meet with Juwan and ask him for, well, healing. Because you are once again gravely injured. It's and my job. Juwan looks at you and just says, I, this, this would be, I, I can heal, yes. Let me be blunt. I can only heal with my magic two more times. That is all I have left in me. Unless we were to rest here for an entire day when gods know what would find us. Beyond that, I do still possess some more of Abadar's power that I could channel that could possibly help you, but I am remiss to use that. But as and you, you hear Trant start yelling something, as Lady Trent has made clear, this is a life or death situation. I will give you what I can here. The spell he, is fine. Uh, cast a spell on you, and he heals you for seven. Okay. And seven non-lethal. Do you need the last one? I'm gonna say yes, but I am out of gold. So I, I understand. It is okay. You are our only hope to escape this place. I cannot serve Abadar in any capacity, dead. And he'll cast it again. And he heals you for two. Okay. We are fully intending to save your life in this situation. Yeah, every one of you so, will get out of here. Life Everyone. for life. Surely Abadar Everyone can accept nods. that. And uh, as as you say that, uh, Lord Botoles speaks up again and says, Did you, have you seen any sign of an exit? We believe that this key we found is part of getting out of here. We haven't found the door it goes to yet, but we've been told where to go from a gremlin of, of sorts. Uh, was I'm a fake. Sure. And uh, Trent just shakes her head and puts her hands to her temples and turns around and just walks away. What do you say? She just walks away. And uh, Zubari kind of throws his brows. A gremlin. There are more. More you, than just the creatures on the walls. Think of him as a spider living in the corner of your house. He, he merely found his way here. He is not related to the other monstrosities. And the Lady Urban speaks up. Says, this, this is good news, though. Yeah, yes? If he found his way in, surely there's a way out. Agreed. There is definitely a way out. Jibari, we will uh, 
smiles and nods and puts a hand on your shoulder and says, then we trust that you will do what you can to see through this. Absolutely. That Lady Trant is not wrong. None of us are fighters. If whatever has befallen you is something we have to deal with, we have no chance of survival. It's funny because, and this is out of character. It, it's just, it's funny because the only thing that's really befallen us at this point is, is us. us. Ninety <laughs> percent of the damage has been from you getting confused twice. That, that was twenty damage total. I think total. Oh, this floor zap did like twenty non-lethal across the party. Yeah. But did more than that. Lethal damage. I think seventy percent of the lethal damage has been done to the party has been now being confused twice. Yep. Alright, let's get back to... And Abadar, uh, and uh, Abadar. Subari looks down <laughs> Abadar your, spoke. Your, yeah, Abadar. Your, your breastplate where it's caved in. It's just like, cannot imagine the difficulties you face. We are fortunate that, that you at least are here with us. I would say the same to you. I wish Having that I a... could assist further. I can repair your flesh and bones, but not your armor. It will be fine. As soon as we're out of here, I'll see that it's taken care of. For now, it will still serve its purpose. And he nods, and the group of you head back out for your third foray into the adventures of the underground. As you just desperately continue trying to find an exit. So this hallway is very heavily damaged. Uh, it's the back end is obviously collapsed and the uh, damage extends a decent way down the hall here as boards and stones alike have come largely loose with whatever collapsed this. What have we learned now? Check the door for runes. The door does not appear to possess any runes. That's a normal wooden doorway. All right, then. See the what's door. behind door number 17. See, so you open the door. You open the door, and you see yet another hallway angling away to the northwest, taking you ever further from the Veritas house. Good old staple in Pathfinder, your diagonal hallways. And as you proceed uh, down the hall, and Amistos follows, it starts to illuminate the area. And you can see an aging wooden reception counter on the eastern side, overshadowed by a faded and curling portrait of several Talden nobles. Uh, one door seems to lead out of the room to the west, and the hallway continues yet further up to the north. And as you proceed further into the room, you can see two things. One, there's very much a kobold standing here behind the counter. And two, the portrait has been altered uh, comedically with red and green markings drawing stink lines over some of the nobles that are painted as facing away, uh, coming out of their butts, uh, ridiculous mustaches and beards drawn onto them in red ink. It's been very much vandalized. And as you enter, you all see this kobold standing here uh, behind the counter. 
uh, hooded and with some basic hide armor on, uh, rooting around underneath the desk. And as he hears the door open and you all coming in, he stands upright. And as you come around the corner, he's standing here just uh, watching warily as the group of you enter. He has a short spear slung across his back, but it's not in his hands. He looks unsure, though it is hard to read his emotion from his dragon-like face. Uh, hello there. I can't see anything yet. You, you, you call out to him. He looks and kind of cocks his head and leans around the counter and says, how many of you are coming? And as he does, he reaches down and grabs a, uh, a bag, like a little satchel from the ground and pulls it up and puts it on the counter and opens it up and starts rooting around inside. Do you speak common? And I won't even draw my axe at this point. I imagine you already have your axe in your hand. But I yeah, you I'll put through. it back in its loop. So you uh, you sheathe your axe as you approach. He looks at you quickly and furtively before he continues reading through the bags. And then he uh, starts pulling out potions and just slapping them down on the table. He puts down two together, uh, three more together, three more together, and then starts pulling out square, smaller vials of dark green liquid and a few strange curved glass flasks of bright orange liquid. I eat and more. Uh, he keeps pulling out more. Smaller bundles of tar and cloth. Uh, two small graying stones with like etching around them. He almost fills this counter with random potions and alchemical equipment. And then he looks in the bag and picks it up and shakes it by the bottom and then puts it back down and turns back to Nell. And then puts his arms wide. Ugat Zordon Zindon! And puts his hands wide and motions to everything on the counter. I'll uh, look back at the two casters. What language I, is he speaking? Not one of yours, I checked. You did, ah. Uh. What about one of mine? No, I checked all yours. Huh. I did actually look before this. None of you speak this language. You might recognize right. it, though, because it's very guttural and common. Uh, very guttural, and it's not absolutely unheard of. Do you have linguistics? I have linguistics. Make a linguistic. Uh, uh, make a linguistics check, yeah. Uh, the hard 20, 29. He's speaking under common. Okay. Huh. I guess Just like you can sense. identify somebody speaking Spanish without knowing Spanish, so you can tell he's speaking under common. But none of you speak under common. So I guess I'll nod at him and step forward and start just kind of looking at things. And uh, as you as you walk up, he grabs one of the he looks you up and down and grabs one of the little green flasks, uh, the square ones with the, with the the dark the dark green liquid, and holds it up. Zerd Nordok, and he makes uh, like a throwing motion. Zoo, zoo, and puts it back down the counter. Ends on ding. All right. I will, um, I guess, reach into my bag and grab the potion of bull strength and bear's endurance and kind of just compare him to the other stuff here. See if maybe he has some of those. Like, I I know two perception potions, you have to, like, pick them up and smell them or, like, taste yeah, them and stuff. Yeah, you have to pick up and look through them. God, can D20 just fucking come back up, please? 
Like, this is so hard. Archive should work. That's true. I'm going to go to archives with this. It's been down for almost the whole fucking stream. Archives is down too. Awesome. Oh All right. God damn it. I have, I don't, okay, give me a second. I got to figure out how to run this when every Pathfinder related site on the internet is down. Got to find the... something. Oh my God. No, I have a solution to this. I will literally grab my core rule book. <laughs> All right. Okay, no, the actual Paizo site's up. I can use the actual Paizo site. And this has everything I need. Okay, cool. Um, so you pull out your potions. And uh, as you start pulling out uh, your potions out of your bag, his eyes go wide. And he puts his uh, hands out makes, like, grabby hand motions. Ip! 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 So I will... Um, I'll look down at these and look at him. I think it's safe to say he wants these. So, I'll I'll clear a little space on the on the counter, just like a little little circle where I can put my potions down, and I can point at other things. I'm gonna step up and say in Draconic. I'm sorry, but do you speak Draconic? You speak Draconic. I speak Draconic. Ow! Oh, very well. Yes. <laughs> I didn't... Huh. Surfacer speaking Draconic. What is this? So, as far as you can tell, this is almost yeah. parcel tongue. Bellor and this kobold are basically hissing at each other. Yeah. But it seems to make... A, it seems to be understanding. I have established lines of communication. Uh, and Mr. like, what are, what are we doing? What's uh, happening? Trading. It seems we that have... he is speaking to Mo. So kobold the, uh... has wares if we have coin. Exactly. And very much so. Yes. And I got only Bella can understand this. Like, please, peruse. I have crafted most of these myself. I'll, what, uh, um, what exactly do you have here, as far as the potions are concerned? He looks through and like, the potions, potions are more difficult. Did not craft most of these, but I found, made some, found some. I have. And he puts, points at one group of healing potions. I have. I put another group of jumping potions. And he points at another group. I have smelling potions. Those are potions. Ask him what he wants with my potions. My friend here, he has potions. Yes, potions, I see. And uh, he looks down. We can trade. Trade potions. I believe my friend here is very much interested in the healing variety that you have. Uh, yes, I have two. I have two healing. Ask him... Can I look at your potions? I'll, of course. And I'll tell him he, he wants to inspect what you got. Yeah. Uh, I'll put all three down. Two bears endurance and one bull strength. And you put him down and he uh, he uncorks him and sniffs it. His eyes go wide. He says, oh! These are... And the rest of you can hear he's excited, but you just don't know what he's saying. Powerful potions! Where did you find these? These are much stronger than what I could make. We we trade, yes? Yes, yes, we trade. You give me one of these, I give you healing potions and jumping potions. 
I need points. And there's a two of the healing potions and three of the jumping potions. Can uh can we see these potions a little more closely? <laughs> you like nods all excited and just grins a very toothy grin and pushes them towards you. I guess I can just perception these then. Yes, you can look at them. Uh, the first set are, as expected, two potions of cure light wounds. I'm going for the second set. And the second set are two potions of jump. Can I just Google that? It uh, gives you plus 10 enhancement to acrobatics checks to make jumps. It's exactly, it's literally a jumping potion. Huh. How have we never um, come across it before, like, ever? Because it's just a yeah. spell no one's ever bothered taking. Because huh. it's like... It's, it's not, not that useful. Yeah, it's not useful enough to be one of your few spells known. But right. as a potion, it's not horrible. But yeah, it's plus 10 to acrobatics to jump. So he has three of them. And he's offering all five of them for one of your potions. Ask him if all he first would... level potions. Yeah. Ask him if he would be interested in an alchemy kit. You, you say you make these yourself. Yes. We have the sorts of supplies to make this sort of thing, and none of us really use it. Would you be interested in equipment? Are you kind of like still slowly leaning in close? I don't know what you mean. Uh, Nell, bring the kit out. So I'll pull this big ass bag off my back and set it down on the ground and just kind of open. I'm assuming it's like one of those rolled up. Yeah, things. exactly. With like a bunch of alembics and. Uh, yeah. So I'll lay it down and just kind of spread it. it out for him. Spread out. He looks at it. His eyes, again, just kind of go wide. Ooh. It's portable. It's very small. I like this. And he, uh, he licks it and tries to pick the thing up. It's very heavy. <clears throat> Hard to move, but portable. Yes. Hmm. Okay. I give you, and he uh, pushes the uh, like the orange curved ones and the dark green square ones towards you. Three of these for kit. Three of each. No, don't. You did the three well of these. Well, like when, when I'm when you're saying like, I can see how many he's pushing. You're not a part of this conversation. He pushes the whole thing forward. Toward, he's he's pushing this all towards Baylor. He's dealing with Baylor. Fair. Okay. The uh, what exactly are these for? Oh, they're hot. You throw them. This one you throw explodes into fire hot. This one he points to the one you throw you throw explodes into wet hot. Good for fighting. probably can't really identify these much, can I? Uh, that would be like craft alchemy. Which... No go. I'll tell Nell, he's offering us these... They are throwing weapons of some sort. And he's, uh, he's just kind of looking back and forth between you. Because when you're talking in comics, there's no idea what you're saying. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
can I give the kit an appraise and the, the potions an appraise? See if it's fair, I guess. Because I, I don't have alchemy either. Then yeah, you can't you can't identify them. You, you, he could probably tell about how much the alchemist kit would be worth, but not. Yeah, but not any of the potions and whatnot. I guess I'll appraise the kit. Uh, you know that an alchemy kit, I'm fairly certain, is worth seventy-five gold. And he's offering you what appear to be alchemist's fire and green alchemist's fire. Yeah. Which I guess are common enough that if that's what they are, they're worth about twenty gold apiece. He's willing yeah, to trade fair. us three of these for the kid, and then it was was it five potions total, two cure light, and three five jump. Plus two cure light and three jump for the uh, one of your potions. Yeah, five of his potions for any one of the ones you have. Okay, I, I will, assume um... with be a bear's endurance you'd be wanting to hand over yes yeah i'll give i'll set a bear's endurance aside from the other two and i'll roll the kit back up and i will prop it up against the counter because the counter is currently covered in potions yeah and he uh he's looking at you the last two of your potions he has he just kind of licks his lips just you want what else healing potions yes give another one of those i will give you and he goes back uh and he pulls up another satchel and puts it on the counter and starts writing oh. through an entire second satchel. And he pulls out one, two, three, four potions. Nori's definitely laughing watching. This is this. Three more healing. And one tree skin. For another potion. I'll relay that. It's three more healing and one... <laughs> What I believe, like what, what what I know, the spell Barkskin. As a wizard, like 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 no of it. Yeah, what's your knowledge? Arcana? Said, what's the minimum you can roll on a knowledge arcana? The minimum I can roll on any knowledge is ten. You would know about Barkskin exists, yes. I figured. Say I, he's willing to trade three more, probably cure light wounds and. What I believe is likely a bark skin potion for another one of the potions you have. Yeah, uh, I'll slide the other bear's endurance forward. And Misa scratches back at Gara, be like, "I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> Are we trading with a lizard?" Mm, yes, it's uh, a kobold, we're... sir. Oh, it's a lizard. Trade. Look at the thing. It's a lizard with healing. <laughs> It's, it's very important to us. Luckily, he cannot understand it, you say. Well, yeah, he speaks lizard. I can, they, they've been hissing for like five minutes. I'll, uh, I'll potion. put the crossbow because I didn't put mine away. Don't <laughs> be rude. He seems to be wanting to help us. And it is always good to have friends, no matter like. Look at Look how much he has. There's five of us. Can we not just slay him and take it? We will not. No. We are here to help. We are here to save. We are not. To it's a kobold. It's a dragonling. It they burn villages. Some, not all. 
this one, for all we know, could be doing, uh, trying to get money together for something. This one could be a legitimate business cabal lizard thing. He but seems... look at how much we could have. He has a whole nother bag! I'll reach out and put my arm fully around his uh, shoulder and uh, collar. That is quite enough. Don't worry about it. So, uh, while you're looking at that, Mimix says, oh, 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 and these are just like grunting happy noises to the rest of the party, and leans down and pulls up a third bag and puts it on the side (laughs) of the counter. And he goes, he has a third bag! And uh, Mimix opens up the third bag and uh, pulls out of it. He says, you are big! And he pulls out of it what appears to be a a fairly plain-looking black... Uh, cape with some brown trim and holds it up. I found this magic cape! It is big sized! Uh, may I inspect it? Yes. And hands it to you. And... But I will need more trade. Spellcraft the cape. You, uh, aren't sure, but it's yeah. magical. Gonna hand it to Inori. Seems to be coming a theme, Mark. <laughs> Fellas, not going to identify I, items. I, I don't deal with items much. <laughs> mm. uh, Nori's not actually positive what this is either. Mm. Uh, you can tell that the thing possesses a faint aura of abjuration but you're not positive what it does exactly Uh, it's likely some form of protection but the exact nature of it I am not sure and he uh while you look at that he reaches into the bag again and he pulls out two uh leather wristbands like these are also big size he puts them on the table and he pulls out uh, another thin, about six-inch white birch wand. He says, this is, is any size, really, but I don't know how to use it. Maybe you can. You seem wizard. And uh, hands that out to you, too. Noah's going to try to, like, peek over the desk and see if there's any more bags he's hiding. <laughs> there do not appear to be any more bags. <laughs> Well, look at that wand. He's a satchel on his actual hip. Uh, the wand is a wand of aqueous orb, but it only has one charge left. Hmm. And wristbands. Now I'm getting my rolls in. Yeah, there's your roll. 25 and 26, and those identify. The wristbands are simple bracers of armor plus one. Never bad. But I'm interested in the cloak. That's super helpful to the party too much. We have things to possibly trade for the cloak? Um, I will open up my bag, which right, uh, right now just has the little box and 10 pounds worth of artifacts. And I'll just put the bag down and let him look inside of it. 
And he, uh, he put her down, he points at her and looks at Beller. What is this? Uh, is this trade? Yes, things he wishes for you to look through, see if anything catches your interest. And so he opens it up and starts reading through what is now the fourth bag, because Nell's bag is part of the bag fiesta. <laughs> he starts reading through his fourth bag, pulling out little, like, orcish icons and small carved brass sculptures like a fragment of a spell stone. And he's looking through and saying, Wait. I don't know what any of this is. Is it... Is it magic? None of this is actually magical, no. What does it do? If If you do not see any interest in it... I don't think anything I could say would convince you otherwise. And so he puts the, he kind of pushes the bag back across the table towards Nell and then just kind of pats it twice and pulls his hands back. What did he say, Baylor? Uh, did not find any of it of interest enough. <laughs> he wasn't Fair. interested in your bag of junk. <laughs> Fair. So I'll put the bag back. Um, the only other potion I have is the bull, uh, the bull strength, which yeah, I don't mind trading. But I don't think that that's going to be enough for him to want to give us the cloak. Uh, Dara, do you still have that dagger? I do, yes. Would you be against giving it to him for whatever uh, these items may be. I'll let go of uh, a mistos and walk over. Holding it up. So it's a silver dagger, and he reaches over and takes it and holds it up, and it's almost like a short sword to him, because he's only like four feet tall. Um, yeah. And he holds his dagger and looks it over. He nods. Huh. Huh? Huh. This is a fancy knife. You want trade? I I have a different idea. I'm gonna pull out the wig. You pull out the wig. He just kind of looks at it. And says, "I do not like this idea." <laughs> I'll hold up a finger. I'll put it on. And then make myself turn into just a my-sized kobold. Ah, nice. He just kind of leans in real close. Like, real close to you. <laughs> yes. I like this. This, what, what is it? I'll change back and take it back off. It makes you look different. But I already look like that. Could make you look like me. Could make me look like surfacers. Hmm. Okay, okay, Kip. And he yells his hands out. I'll take the knife back from him then. I'll let him see the wig. 
he hands the knife back over, and you uh, you hand him the wig, and he uh, he puts it on, and just is kind of holding on his head. And as he's just holding on his head, he just turns very, very slightly more red. <laughs> he takes it off and just nods super vigorously. Yes, 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 yes. Trade. What trade? You like cape? We like cape. Cape. Cape for hair. Yes, trade. <laughs> Well, I, I'll agree red. to that. He, he puts the, the wig on like over the top of his hood and just turns very slightly redder and stays that way. And, does uh, wig, he doesn't he even change transform the, play? the wig. Yeah, the okay. wig's still just the wig. He has like just a blonde woman's wig on top of his head and he's slightly redder. <laughs> and he pushes, he hands the, uh, the cloak over to you. I'll do thing well, Taylor. We don't know what it is, do we? You do not know. Okay. Not in character. I mean, yeah. realistically, I'm pretty sure we all know what it is. But in character, no, you don't know what the cloak is. Are we not uh, interested what in about... the None of us can really use it. I mean, braces of armor don't stack with regular armor, and you have a wizard no, who has mage armor, so they're not super useful to you. Okay. Yeah, like, I'm the only Weren't one there... who would wear this, and I would have... One AC when I didn't cast Mage Armor. It yeah. would be the only difference. Yeah. Aren't there other little things laying on the counter? Uh, yes, there are the Alchemist Fire, the Green Crap Alchemist Fire. There are a couple of other small vials. Uh, there are two little wads of tar and cloth. There are two of the round stones. And he pulls out another thing and says I have second thing is go with Kate if one trade and he pulls another potion out of the uh, second bag and puts it on the table this is no disease you take potion you no get sick you put on cape you no get sick inspect that potion Fourteen. It's a potion of remove disease, as you said. That's what I figured. I'll All explain right. that potion of remove disease. This potion is like your potions, very strong, but stronger than your potions. Valuable potion. So, real quick, before I start losing track of stuff, how many? Five, oh, cure light five cure light wounds potions, a bark skin potion, and three jump potions. As well as the unidentified cape so far. And, and you lost all three of your uh, you do two bears of endurance and your bolt strength. Not the bolt strength, no, that's right, you were gonna do that, but you got the wig. You lost the two bears endurance and you lost the wig of disguise. Also, there were three alchemist fires coming our yeah. way. I was specifically going to ask about the alchemist fire because you said that there were greens and oranges, but you didn't specify which one had two, which one was one. Oh, they both have, uh, there's three orange and six dark green. He says take three. 
Oh, just any three? Yeah, any yeah, combination yeah. of three. Yeah, the other ones are called acid. It's just called acid. So it's th six. Uh, there's three aquas fire and six acid you can pick from. Uh, I'll take. Did you trade two. for those? Uh, that was portable alchemist kit. Uh, right, yeah. portable alchemist kit. That's right. I'll just take the three alchemist fire, I guess. Let's see, three alchemist fire. And also take an acid just in case. So yeah. two uh, alchemist fire and acid. This is like I. This is still this is really happening, right? We we're trading with a lizard. It has thousands of gold worth of magical equipment we could just take if you just stabbed him. We're, we're really doing this. This lizard yes. also likely knows a way out so and will be very happy and then stab him. after we trade with him. I'm going to put my hand up to both of them and then turn to Amistos. My eyes getting just level. <laughs> that is enough about stabbing him. If you ask again, fuck yeah. If you ask again, you will go back to the others. He just kind of puts his hand up and shakes his head. There is no reason to hurt someone who is not intending us harm. What he has is his. We it's have no cold. right to take it. He's always intending harm. You just don't know how yet. What if what if half of these are poison? Well, that's the same as me saying something about a dirty halfling in the city, as everyone so loves to comment. I know that most of you are perfectly fine people. He kind of grimaces. says a bit. But he kind of gets the... The comparison. He just kind of steps back. It's like, oh yeah, I'm being racist. Just like <laughs> everyone is about me, usually. Mm. Other People side of the coin. me, too. <laughs> he can't be racist. He's a halfling. Uh, God fucking. <laughs> he's a minority. Look how short he is. Um, so, what would it take to identify the, the other little baubles you were talking about? Or are they uh, just alchemical alchemy. stuff? They're just alchemical creations, yeah. Okay. So, I've got all the potions written down. I'll, I'm assuming the weight of potions is negligible. Yeah, potions don't weigh anything. We can't really identify... I mean, we know what they are, but obviously characters don't. Um, I mean, I'd be interested in looking at them in character. As you start looking at him, uh, the couple turns to Baylor and says, Yes, yes, we also. This, and he points at the uh, set, uh, another set of not the potions, but another set of three more small vials. This is like potion, but not nearly as strong. You drink this, you probably not get sick. You drink potion, you definitely not get sick. And you stop being sick. You put on cape, you probably not get sick. You don't have to drink anything, and it works forever. This, he points at the, like, tar and cloth wads, is sticky bomb. It's sticky. You throw it at things. It makes them sticky. This, and he points at the uh, the two little oval stones, is a very loud rock. You throw it, and it's very loud. So I'm assuming some form of anti-plague or anti-toxin. And then a Tanglefoot bag. And then Thunderstones. Thunderstones! Yeah. That's all pretty much exactly what I thought it was. You're so. correct. I mean, I'm 20 int. I can figure this stuff out. Yeah, you out. can probably, with 20 int, you can piece together what he's trying to tell you. 
you went more trade anyone interested in any of this or do we have mostly what we want i believe we have mostly what is it i do want to keep my potion of bull strength yeah uh, you have it on the table so he looks at it and uh, as you seem like you're finishing up he's like wait 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 i give you Thanks for a second. Two very loud rocks. And I give you two sticky bag for potion. I'll relay that information. <laughs> That's um... an offer he's making. What do you guys think? I can make good... really fun. I mean, I can make. Yeah. If if you wish to keep it, then keep it. You don't have to trade your things away. We've I feel the potion would serve us better. I do agree with that. the uh, The potion will serve us better in the long run. So, decline happily. Tell them thank you for what uh, we've gotten so far, and we may continue. He just licks his lips again. Okay, 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 hold on. Two, loud rock, two, sticky bag, and one. And he puts one of the, uh, the acids forward. Wet hot. And he, he, like, he's literally, like, facing now, like, the fucking game show host just displaying the thing. <laughs> You're like, huh? Huh? Is he slides over ass over? Huh? Order now. Uh, hold on. Do what I had to roll a sense mode or anything to try to understand what he, that he is still trying to handle. I mean, it's fairly obvious. He's pushing more stuff into the pile and be like, ah. Well, I will. That's a, that's a, I'm curious with Squid because Dar was gonna do. Yeah, you could you could tell. Okay, then Dar is just gonna come up and grab the potion and hand it back to Nell and shake his head. Well, I will, um... Unless he wants to trade. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm considering sure what I can him. get. Well, I, I want to keep the potion, but I'm not sure get good use out of it. I know I'll get good use out of it. I mean, I think it's better than Tanglefoot Bags and Loud Rock. Well, I'm going to slide the vial of acid. <laughs> yeah, he back said two Loud Rocks. Yeah, and, and instead I don't want hot ever. of the vial of acid, I'll bring the antitoxins, I'm assuming, over into the mix. And I'll nod my head at him and see what he does. He looks at all three of them? Two. Two anti-plagues. So two Tanglefoot bags, two Thunderstones, two anti-plagues. It's haggling. At... You gotta throw a rough deal. Yeah, I know. He, he looks at it. He looks at you. He likes it at He likes it you. And he pulls the uh two tango foot bags out. So it's two thunderstones and two antiplakes. And nods. Hmm. He'll sit there stroking in his beard for a second. 
he'll slide one Thunderstone back and bring... Bring... You kind of... No, I, 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 uh, I stopped talking because I was thinking oh. for a second. Um... Yeah, so and he'll slide one Thunderstone back, and he'll bring the two Tanglefoots back. Yeah. So two Tanglefoots, two Anti-Plagues, and one Thunderstone. He looks at it. He kind of, like, clacks his claws together. And thinks. He takes one Tanglefoot back. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'll take it. Take it. And so you, I'll nod you my of, head and I'll push the potion you forward. You nod, push the potion forward, and he takes it and opens it up and sniffs it, and he just kind of grins. He's like, <laughs> and he drinks it immediately. Oh, oh. God fucking what damn it. What the hell? He drinks it immediately, and he turns around to like the uh, the empty side, of, mostly empty side of the counter. He puts a third bag, and he's just giggling. <laughs> he takes a third bag, and he puts it on the ground, and he just raises both of his fists up. He's like, ha! And slams him on the counter. And it kind of pulls him back up slowly with his eyes wide, like, ah! This was supposed to be strong! <laughs> ah! Why not strong? Hello? Oh, What's he boy. doing? And he, uh, he turns the knell and looks at you and looks out the table. And he, uh, he kind of picks up his bags and he's like feeling the weight of it. And like holding it up, putting it down, holding it up and putting it down. And he's like thinking, this is not as potent as I thought it would be. What did he say, Baylor? Apparently that potion didn't work. I mean, he didn't expect to get as strong as me did he he's kind of just like rubbing his hands now <laughs> like he heard his stupid little claws on the table I mean he is still small he is still a kobold he uh, like did he think he would be as strong as is like me or you or and he turns out the belly like, it works but I wanted to break the table he thought he'd be strong enough to break the table that is strange. Oh, uh, those were anti... Pl Anti-plagues. Anti-plagues. It's like antitoxin, but for plagues. Jesus. He's <laughs> <laughs> just kind of rubbing his hand to his eyes, kind of, do you want more trade? Uh, what do you have to... People know that potions aren't unlimited, right? What do you mean? They don't last forever. Oh yeah, yeah. He just like Dar is just confused because watching someone just drink a potion immediately, even to not knowing magic, is like that's not forever. <laughs> like, you just wasted this. Yeah. Like I, I, I think we are done with trade. I have question. Uh, yes, I have answer. Maybe, I don't know what question is. Do you know a good way out of here? And he thinks a surface. 
he points towards the door in front of him and across the room from you. Here. It says, not surface, but tunnel leads to underground. To, he starts thinking, bad elves. Very whip, very spiky. There other way out. And he uh, he turns and looks towards the northern hallway and points up that way. Is that probably out? But there is ghost. Uh, I see. Anything good, Bela? Very angry ghost. Very stingy. Stingy. It burns with... He stinks for a second. Dark hot. I see. Like, inside hot. Makes you feel weak. Was hoping potion would make me feel strong. It better... It's still weak. Well, thank you for the trade. Thank you for the answers. They will be here. I will have more wares. If you are still in tunnel and need more potion, come to me. I have. If, if we find more things to trade, we will come to you. Yes, always trade. Say that that was a pretty damn good use of and our yeah, items so far. Yeah, starts just looking. He takes the wig back off his head and starts like looking through all the various things he's had and packing away his different potions and shit. There's three different bags, and I think this here is a perfectly good place for us to end our Pathfinder session that went slightly longer than anticipated because we ended up running into the fucking cabal right here. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot longer than I thought it was gonna be, but I'm okay with it because that was awesome. Oh, yeah.